Coming to you from the beautiful studios of G-Town Radio. G-TownRadio.com, the sound from Germantown. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and kittens, children of all ages, welcome to yet another edition of Black Tribbles Prime. Praise, praise, praise. I just bit the inside of my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) So much blood. (laughs) My name is Len, a.k.a. the Bat Tribble. And as always, I'm joined in studio by... Yo, I will wine, dine, mine, and mingle you. But I guarantee I am the only, the singular. It's Kennedy, also that Mikey Chick, also known as Mjolnir Triple, but better known as the Storm Triple. Hi! Yo, yo, yo. I'm still on a date with your mom. It's your boy, Jay Rich, the Spider Triple, will be home by midnight. And what it do, y'all? It's the great surfer, the Kameo Waves here, the graduate of the Kame House, the Super Saiyan Triple. All my geeky life, I've been looking for a show to give me facts black and white and that I can call home. If we cannot make tribbles, maybe we can make some time adding you into our score. Tribble Nation, come alive. We'll broadcast into the dawn, keep you company all night long. Erotic city, can't you see? Multiplying one, two, three. It's the man, the myth, the legend, <laughs> the triple, formerly known as Master. How y'all you, feeling, Nation? You are a whole fool. <laughs> you realize that? You are a whole fool. He most definitely is. We are continuing the countdown towards Star Trek Mission New York, the 50th anniversary of Star Trek, which will be going down Labor Day weekend at the Javits Center in New York, and the Black Tribbles will be there in full, in full regalia, having big fun tonight. The top ten summer continues as we get into the top ten women of Star Trek. It's going to be crazy epic, and we're going to do it in style. Cue the guy with the weird face. 
<laughs> Created by Gene Roddenberry. <laughs> uh, as we welcome in to join us and help us celebrate the top 10 women of Star Trek, we have a very special guest in the building. Introduce yourself to the Triple Nation. Um, hi, I'm Tanisha Nash Laird, and I'm really excited to be amongst all you Tribbles. Yay! Yay! Welcome. Black excellence. Now, in case um, it hasn't dawned on you, um, you will, too, become one with the Tribble Nation. Uh, before, the, before the show is out, you will have to come up with your own Tribble designation that indicates where your geek lies so that you can be sworn into the Tribble Nation. Okay. I feel a lot of pressure right now. Good. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we like to do. We like to make people feel uncomfortable. That's a lot of pressure. Now... We're celebrating Star Trek today. Um, are we? We are. All day? All day. All day long. All day. Oh, snap. All day. All day long. All day. All day. So I'm over here doing the chair boogie. So, that was hot. <laughs> now, you know, some of us are, most of us are fans of Star Trek. Some of us more than others. Ahem, <clears throat> Storm Triple. Who, what? Uh, but Tanisha comes in here. With her own bona fides as a Star Trek um, fan, um, as she was relating to me some anecdotes from her history that have a little bit of Trek in them. We, really? You mind sharing them with the audience? Um, well, one again, pressure. Um, I did buy. <laughs> I did buy the limited edition Uhuru. I haven't even opened the box. Like not not just the box, but like the box that came in. Wow. Yeah, I, and I ordered two, um, and the original Uhuru. Not, you know, not that there's anything wrong with the other one, but that's the one that I ordered. You mean the only one? <laughs> you can say it. It's fine. You're amongst friends. I was waiting. I had to slide. I had to little, get a little side eye over here. See if like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Will there be shade? <laughs> Find out on the next episode of <laughs> Black Triple Z. Yeah. Everything that I told you, it was just like stream of consciousness. This is these is like the things. Didn't you like? Uh, I thought one of them was like you dressed up. Oh yeah. So um, wait. Well, I'm. I'll have to show you after. But yeah, I did kind of dress like the other Uhuru because I like the, you know, Her hairstyle. The mm -hmm. hairstyle. So um, three weeks ago, I guess, Art for Life, which is um, a fundraiser in the Hamptons that Danny Simmons. I mean, you guys are gonna have him on the show. Um, him and his brother Russell have a fundraiser in the Hamptons and that's how cool. I dressed up and, and like I, I wanted to look like a character from Star Trek so if you saw the picture did I send you the picture? No you didn't send me the picture no. no. Oh I sent it to Randy but uh, yeah it was it was great. So yeah that one. What, what else did I say? I think I that, may, that may that was the, like the ones that perked my ears up you know <laughs> what I mean? So that's really yeah. what perked my ears yeah. up. Those are, I mean? those are those, that's my bone. Now Tanisha she actually met Randy at um you know our home away from home Amalgam Comics and Coffee House. Yes. Um, I think Love he, that place. Okay. Who doesn't? They yeah. have some good coffee. They do. And the chocolate chip cookies are banging. I don't know anything Everything about is banging. Though. I don't know anything. Everything about is banging at Amalgam Comics. I had like a multiverse cookie. Oh yeah, I didn't. I saw that, but I didn't try it. Was it? Was it all that? Yo, that John had peanut butter chips in it, chocolate chips, pretzels, potato chips, uh, M and M's, phrase. It had everything in it. It was. It was amazing. Yo, yo, like everything was in that. 
Yeah, everything. that's officially everything. Now you were at uh, Tanisha. You yeah. were at Amalgams for um, for when John Lewis was there, right, correct? For the the um, pre-release of March three, so I was able to get that and have it signed. And um, how was that? It was really exciting. Yeah. Really, yeah. Yeah. Now, were you more a fan of John Lewis, or you, or are you a comic book fan? Um, you know, I haven't kept track. Even though, as I said, I have friends um, who write comics and on no. Okay, what's all this signaling going on on radio? Yeah, I'm about to say it on the radio. I'm on the microphone. That doesn't work. That doesn't work with sound. Tell on him. I'm gonna tell on him. When I first met him, when I first met him. And you talking about John Lewis? You talking about the gentleman over here to your right? This guy over here. This guy to your right with the with the tribe. Who told me about the John Lewis? So I have to give him credit for that. Um, you know, we're talking, whatever. And I can't remember how it came up, but I said, well, you know, one of my best friends is is David Walker. And he said, David Walker, the comic book writer? And I said, yeah. Writer of Shaft. Didn't he write Shaft? He wrote Shaft and, um, and uh, Nighthawk and um, Power Man and Iron Fist and um, um, a bunch of stuff. A bunch of stuff. Cyborg. Well, no, Cyborg. He launched. He launched the Cyborg. Well, there you go. And so I didn't know him. I didn't know this guy to my right who's become my unofficial um, publicist. He's the one who, you know, convinced Randy that you guys should have me on. <laughs> and he said, well, um, I'd really like to meet David Walker. And I said, okay. I said, well, you can meet him. I was like, of course. And I can get you comic books and I can have him sign. He says, if you get me a signed comic book from David Walker, I will marry you. I didn't really know him like that. Mm. But, but, you know, I figured, you know. I'm, I'm <laughs> worth a shot. You, you, you know, hold on. You realize? Did anybody else do this? The second she said that part about Look the marriage, I looked at her hand and see like, did, yeah, did they yeah. get married? No, 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 I'm not. I'm not married. I'm free on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> what you doing? I <laughs> right. Why not? So, so yeah. But um, so, so I'm, a fan of, so I'm a fan of David. I'm a fan of David, and I'm and I actually was part of like the first wave of independent black comics in the '90s. Oh, so like uh, back in uh, Brother Man days. Brother yeah, Man. Brother days. Man. And our, our comic was called MC Squared. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Dope. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I mean, like '92, '93. So, so yeah. But we were one of the first independent black comic book companies in in the country, actually. Cool. So oh, she's actually, actually, <laughs> actually. just to I'm let not, you know, just to let you know, and I'm co-author of a, of a Still Our Eyes, a graphic history of African Americans, which is um, originally was published uh, as Still Our Eyes, a cartoon history of African Americans, and it's basically um, predates March, and and that it took real events, um, and we went from 1619 to the Million Man March, and put it in a graphic novel form. Nice. So those are my comic book bona fides. Okay, we go. <laughs> All right, now. All right, All right. Sure. You hear the resume, right? Bonafide. You need right. references too. Bonafide. All right. I'm, I'm good for it. I'm good for it. All, all, all those guys from the '90s are, are folks that I know really, really well, including the Brother Man creators and, um, um, you know, folks that have gone on to produce like movies and stuff. You mm-hmm. know, so. One of us. One of us. One of us. People Sorry, I went down the freaks road. <laughs> just a little bit. Well, thank you and 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 welcome. We well, hope you, thank you, you have guys. a good time tonight. It's really exciting. I'm going to listen to you guys regularly now. Well, cool. Yes. Yeah. Wait, Please you mean you weren't listening to us already? You I'm do, sorry. Don't answer that question. You 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 in you in you in, you in our hood right now. You, you. <laughs> who who vetted this person? I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry. Better lie. You better lie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she cute. I get it. Randy was probably like, hey. 
<laughs> you know, you know, Randy is like, no, you, we gotta get on air. She's wonderful. You know. So. Oh yeah, he is infectious that way. He is He's lovable, <laughs> lovable chat. Well, thank you. Welcome. We're going to talk about uh, the top ten women in Star Trek and talk about you know the whole history of women in Star Trek in general. But as always, we start things off with um, <laughs> with uh, a look at the uh, uh, things in the news. Can we talk about Leslie Jones and her glow up? Go ahead. Yes. yes. So Leslie Jones, for all of you who listen to us, has been going through some ish with the media, mainly because Twitter trolls be trolling. And Leslie took a minute off from from Twitter, came back bigger, better than ever. People are like, love, hashtag love for Leslie J, right? On her Snapchat, Miss Thing has been running commentary on the Olympics, and they are hilarious. One. Two, chock full of boundless, genuine all-american enthusiasm for team usa regardless what sport it is she's watching it hollering carrying on usa say all day and i'm like you can't watch it and not get hype like there's no way you can call yourself an american and not get hype for someone who's getting hype for your team like you could even you could not care about water polo but listening to leslie jones run commentary (laughs) you better throw that ball son on you because you was popping all that flat like so her her enthusiasm was so infectious that someone hit up the guy in charge of nbc's that department whatever department that is mm-hmm. hit him up on twitter ironically enough it was like hey are you watching leslie jones's snapchat she's hilarious y'all should bring her to rio and he was like sounds good make it so and i was like what so just like that they sent her a ticket come to rio and i've been watching her not only beforehand, her being all hype, wearing the American so flag. So she's still everywhere. doing Snapchat, but now she's now she's now in she's Rio. doing it from Rio. Nice. She's there, and she watched the Olympic, the the gymnastic team win all those medals. So she always wanted to be a gymnast coming up, but being an Amazon didn't really work out that way. Right. Um. So she's like, Yeah, USA, USA, and I know all those Brazilians in that crowd are looking at her like, What the hell is this woman hollering about? But I would pay good money. To drink with Leslie Jones and just watch her freak out at yeah. watching. She is so, like, everything that you could possibly want in terms of enthusiasm for a sporting event. Mm-hmm. And then a million and three times that because she's Leslie Jones. And then the vindication that this black woman just opposed all this adversity that was in her face and used social media to do bigger and better things. Like, yes, Leslie. Yes, yes, like all day. Leslie J, because the U.S. games at the end of the day, they gonna forget real quick about us. Everything's like, oh yay, black people, woo! Do those great gymnastic things, run that mile, swim that goal, play that fencing. But when <laughs> when it's over, they are gonna be like, coloreds. You know how those blacks get, right? Look at them, look at them. They just they just looking for a chance to do athletic things. Well, look at them thugs. Yeah, you know what I mean. So at the end of the day. We can claim Team USA all you want, get hype because she's hype, and then get hype because we have first clean it up in the Olympics yes, right we have now. Been housing things. Yo, uh, uh, Team USA's been like, I'll take one of these, and I'll take one of these. Oh, that's I'll take cute. two of those. I'll take two of those. Oh, is this fencing? We got brown people who can do that. We'll take some of these too. Is this, oh, oh, is this rugby? Well, we're not going to be able to take this medal, but I'm going to play and make New Zealand work for this five points. You know what I'm saying? So, like, we've been dominating. And then to see her have this righteous triumph over all the adversity that's been put in front of her all this time, it's just like, yo, 
Slay all day, Leslie J. Real rap. Holla. Yup. Well, there you go. That's the, pretty much the news. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I got, I got nothing. Yeah, I mean, like, it. what are we really following that with? Like, we're going to really talk about Sausage Party? I don't think so. <laughs> so, um, which is funny, though. I did see it. it. Oh, my God. It was funny. I, and it raised some good questions, too. It did. Like, surprisingly. I was just telling somebody. I'm like, oh, my God. They gave me, like, real substance there. I was telling somebody that this movie. It, it's raunchy as hell. Yeah, it, of it, 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 it is very well, obviously. Don't take from your the kid. title. Do not take your kids. Do it's not, not a kids movie. It's you, an adult animated and movie. And you, and you, adults and only. And you may want to vet the adult that you take because it is it is disturbing. People gonna get their feelings hurt. Yes. But, mm-hmm. but even with that, this still may be the best story that any of these some any of these summer movies has had. Because it really when you sat down to this really percolating on what this movie is about about these foods like questioning their faith belief it's a, yeah it's, it's about, about faith. faith the whole movie's about faith it was re- it was it's really, good yo it got you i was talking about it for like at least two hours after the movie i don't talk about a movie for 20 minutes outside of the review i was talking about this movie for two hours afterwards man it's, it was good it was good but it is disturbing it's disturbing and so you do recommend that i go see it yes that depends. <laughs> <laughs> Are you about that foul mouth life? Well, I grew up Did, in the Pentecostal church. Like, can you watch a show that's <laughs> offensive? That like, yes. like, 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 can you can you watch can you watch South Park and and laugh and enjoy it? Yeah. So you made that face. Nope. No, already. No. 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 Not at no, all. No, well, no. South Park isn't really entertaining, so uh, there's no, but, that. But, 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 but the you, level of uh, uh, but we're uh, trying to get a gauge on her it's, comedy. It's a, it's a, it's that raunchy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And racist. It's, it's not, I was not expecting the racism, but see, it was but, hilarious. But it, see, but it it's it's racial humor, but it's like it's but it's not racist. It's almost like it, commentary because it's not against like one particular. It's like it's it's la- making fun of everybody. Yeah, it's equal. Everybody. Yeah, it's what a comedian everybody would do. It. You know what I mean? So it's not racist. It's, it is racial humor, but it but it's it's raunchy. It's disturbing. There is one like good two minute scene in there. People left the theater oh. at the end. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you didn't see that, dude? No, I didn't see nobody. I was up front, though. I, I, I watched the screen. I'm... Yeah, that might be me. Yeah, there was, there was, like, there was about a good 10 yeah. people. Oh, my God. This, like, this that movie, at the end was. The best way they describe the this movie is if it was South Park. That's why I brought it up. If you, I, mean, I saw the South Park movie. So. It's more offensive than that. I see. And, like, more raunchy and more over the top than yeah. that. So yeah. if you. Feel any which way when you're watching the, when you first saw the South Park movie and you, when you watch the show, you ain't you you're, you're not, not built for I'm this. You're not built for this. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. Yeah, it sounds like I'm gonna pass on that one. <laughs> no, I honestly don't think you would like it. I'm gonna watch it. I liked it. I love. Yo, it. I I got to because there are so many things I know like you missed. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. Because there's, watch there's that just so much in there. Then everybody else laughing. Like there's so many things that I know I got missed. But and that's another thing with a lot of comedies is like when people, if they're a good comedy, if it makes you laugh or it makes the crowd laugh, you're gonna miss the following. Things. Yeah, like I know there's like little signs and stuff in the background. Like oh, I heard yeah. there's, there's stuff a whole like that. lot of Easter eggs in that joint. Yeah, so yeah, I, I definitely want to see it again. All right, so 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 there so, you go. Yeah, uh, and our review is up on the site. You can check it out. Um, because Leanne Lindsay from Tinsel and Time, she she was like, I don't know, Len, this is just. Oh, stop! Way. You sound just like her. Stop! <laughs> stop! Y'all been spending too much time together. That was creepy. <laughs> All right, so let's get into it. Let's get straight into it. Into uh, you could do it now. Just do it. Do it. Star put your, Trek. Put your brain into it. Think it now. Yeah. Think it good. 
Uh-oh. I, I said think it. Look who got, <laughs> look who got some sleep. <laughs> yeah. But, see, I, but I know what that song is, so maybe I could be ready for the movie. No, no. Just because you know that little cute song. <laughs> they ain't nothing, ain't nothing, oh, now I'm ready to watch it. Like, ain't, ain't, ain't nothing cute about that song, dog. I don't know when the last time you heard that shit, but that's not. There ain't nothing. There ain't nothing cute about that. That ain't is nothing, all like. Ain't nothing cute is, about this movie. It. Ain't nothing cute just because you know some lyrics and you know you can talk to your friends about sex. People always do that. They're like, "Oh, we talk about sex all the time." Then they go see like Serbian film. They're like, "What did I watch? I threw up in them on myself the whole time." I'm like, "Oh, well, I thought you said you can handle yeah, that." Yeah, like, there are levels. There are levels. Nope. You gotta but know. Nobody's ready for Serbian film, man. I I was. And well, I messed up in the head anyway, so that's anyway. Anyway, so we're talking about top Star Trek. Ten women. Oh, about Star Trek. Film and Star Trek. No, we're talking about the top ten women of Star Trek. We're talking about like, and we're really talking about this. And I think the reason why this seemed to resonate and kind of like blew up when we posted the flyer on because um, it was an excellent picture. One, it was a very nice picture. I remember when that. I'm so old. I remember when that magazine, when that TV guide dropped. And I cut that John out and put it on my wall because I was like, look at these three badass chicks. Sorry, go ahead. Um, I think one of the reasons it did resonate is because Star Trek, for most of its history, I mean, there's it's got some, you know, there's some troubling spots. But for the most part, most of its history has been, you know, a, always a very progressive, mm -hmm. you know, uh, franchise, but very progressive um, in their depiction of women in uh in uh, in space, every iteration future? in space in the future, showing them from all sides, showing them uh, from doctors high, to warriors, doctors and ranks, or or even showing them like they may not even be like a um, Starfleet. They should Starfleet civilians. civilians, but they still show them with uh, with class, with dignity. You know what I'm saying? It it's really has been uh, a model for uh, right. that that type of uh, representation in television and in movies for what now fifty years. Mm -hmm. And it all started years. with Michelle that, Nichols. That little gold dress, first of all. Her first uniform was gold for the first couple of episodes. And then they put her in that red. That's right. Put her in that red, and she popped her melanin all over the goddamn place. People couldn't do shit, but look at her legs. And Oh, wait, this is a sci-fi show. There's stuff going on. Klingons, what? She great back there. But it was, it was interesting. I was reading about that, you know, how, you know, all the women had on the original series had like you know the the mini skirts with their legs out. Mm -hmm. It's because on the pilot, everybody was unisex. All the women had on pants, mm -hmm. just like everyone else. And when they NBC tested the pilot, the uh, audiences, including the females, the women, the, the women, sorry, did not like it. Mm. They felt they felt that the um, it with the women being so in their mind asexual and almost close to masculine in their appearance and in how they were going about their business because you remember on the pilot there's uh the, the num the, the the number one is a woman mm -hmm. um but she's only called number one on on the show they felt that that was trying too hard and they didn't like that they mm. wanted the women to be more feminine so that's patriarchy why patriarchy was still controlling them. but this was the women feedback the patriarchy controlled women Okay, sure. And that's funny because like actual military uniforms are unisex, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like as they are. So So that's why they changed it for the um for the when they took the series, mm -hmm. took it to series for the and, screen test. And they said, "Well, we we, we got to show them show them and made them a little, you know, give them the dresses, 
tighter fit and you know and, and something like that a dancer like michelle nichols is just gonna be like hello right. right you know and then you know not to, to to steer this too far of course but later on that type of a uniform option popped up in the first season of Next Generation. Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of the guys were wearing the dresses. And I remember people being like, oh, what is this? What are these dudes doing? And I'm like, that's the whole point. Like, there's not, it's, first of all, it's 23rd, 24th century. So if a guy wants to wear a dress, he's going to wear a dress, you know? Mm-hmm. And it has, it's not at all a reflection on anything. It's just his choice to wear this uniform that is issued by, you know, the state, for lack of a better term. And if he wants to wear this option, he is the option. Just like if this woman wants to wear the, the jumpsuit, she's got the option. So I felt like that type of gender equality, it only proves the point even further. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I looked at it as just like tunic. Like the whole, like it was going for the whole Roman, like right. in Romans in the future kind of look. So I didn't even, now that you're saying it, I was, I'm, I was like, I'm, my mind's blown now. Like I was like, oh yeah, I just thought it was. They always found the beefiest dudes to putting them tunics too. I was like, mm, look at them leg. But I like that because you know they didn't want you to. And think these guys walked around like yeah. they just got finished lifting all the heavy shit. Like, exactly. You know. <laughs> but um, yeah. So it, it all started with Uhura and and her just sparkling everywhere she went and everything that she did, and and it just kind of went from there. So that nat- naturally, Lieutenant Uhura is on my list because while she was sparkling all over the place and dazzling us with her. African beauty. She was also a bridge officer. She was a communications officer specifically. And they didn't show too many episodes where she got a chance to like do that work. True, true. But the ones that she they did show her, she did it. Like there was something wrong with a panel one episode. I can't remember. My mom's gonna be mad because she knows she's air screaming dates. At, she's screaming at the radio right now. She knows air dates and episode numbers and titles and who wrote the shit and all that stuff. But it was one where some communications array broke on the bridge, and they had to. It was a hardware problem. So Hora put on her, her lab coat because she wouldn't get her uniforms dirty. It's her uniform. She need to wear this afterwards. So put this lab coat on, and she went under the thing. She went under the chassis and got to work. And Spock went over there and poked his head in. Hey, girl, you doing all right? I know what I'm doing, Spock. He's like, all right, boo. Oh, you right. <clears throat> all right, Lieutenant. See you later. It kept it moving. I, I was going to say, did he go like, nice legs? And then just like, leave out? <laughs> no, because he's Spock. She would have wanted him to say nice legs, and he didn't because it was illogical. It's one of them. Anyway. Right. So I loved the fact that we were able to see her be dazzling and be awesome, but also, you know, do that work that a Starfleet mm-hmm. officer needs him to do. And then to see that character evolve, you know, over the span of the series and then the movies on top of it. Granted, she didn't get a whole lot of lines. We didn't in the he- movies. In the movies. We didn't hear a whole lot from her. But the stuff that we did see, the stuff that we did hear, was iconic. You know what I mean? You think of any of the, the Star Trek films, even the worst one, Star Trek V, she still had the fan dance, you know, in her 50s. You know what I'm saying? She said, ooh, you like this fan stuff? What you know about this life? Dazzled everybody, caused a distraction. They were able to infiltrate, get what they needed to get done. Couldn't have done that. With- Spock ain't pulling that crowd. He's not. I love Leonard Nimoy, but he ain't pulling that crowd no fan. I know, because no, you seen that music so. video he dropped about Bilbo Baggins? My man. Boy, I had... He ain't doing no fan burlesque dance, though. Yeah, he ain't, he ain't burlesque dancing with fans. What about other fans? Where, do, where do you stand with uh, the women of Star Trek, Tanisha? Um, well, of course, mm-hmm. um, is probably, um, not probably, definitely my favorite. Um, you know, let's see. 
Do you want me to give a list? No, well, well, well <laughs> one. What does what does she mean to you? If, um, if you can well, speak I mean, to that. you know, I guess you know, I was watching Star Trek as um, a little girl and seeing a black woman um, in that integrated environment and empowered. Mm-hmm. Um, even though you said you know she didn't have a lot of lines necessarily, she was always actually referred to. I think um, pretty much uh, on the bridge, but just seeing an empowered black woman. Not be the help, um, and not not be the help. And right. she was one of the, if not the first black women on television at that right. time. That was not a nanny or a maid, right? Right. So, so very right, right. So um, and you know what was also as I got a little older, I appreciated seeing her as um, even though it was supposed to be like feminism, yay, but see her ref- being, you know, she's a woman, right? And you know the famous episode where she and Kirk were forced to to kiss and all that, like yeah. it was. You know, to see her as a woman was important to me too. Well, she was a woman. <laughs> yeah, and, but even hey, even, even like oh, yeah. even in the later movies, yep. like in, in Undiscovered Country, where they were trying to figure out who shot the Klingons mm-hmm. or how the how the phaser even went off without somebody knowing about it, and oh yeah, she did a little detective work in that. Joe. Well, the, the detective work was on. It was Kim Cattrall as the Vulcan in that. Okay, but you know they were like, you can't set a phaser off in the ship because the alarm's going to go off. Everybody's going to know. There's no way. So they're like, I don't know. And she vaporizes a turkey and the alarm goes off. And st- like one by one, all the senior officers start pouring it in the mess hall. It's like so much. Okay, so what I love is that I'm now going to have to go back and find out like on Hulu. Or, oh, yeah. Or yeah, Netflix. it's on Netflix. It's, it's on Netflix. Netflix. It's, it's on Netflix. All up on and, the flicks. And she comes in with the phaser. Gun. She's like, someone set off a phaser? Like, what? what's going on? Because I will shoot every was, one of y'all. She was on some OG. I've been doing this since y'all was in diapers. I've been streaming these stars since before y'all could look at them. Who's up here? Shooting favors on my ship. She came in like like she was in truck. Truck Turner. Turner. <laughs> gonna shoot off somebody pinky toe. That's what she's gonna do. <laughs> she's gonna shoot off somebody pinky toe. Um. So yeah, definitely. Who uh, are all the way? Did anyone else actually compile a list, or is it just me? No, I did compile. Oh, a no, list. I, okay. I thought of it in my head. I didn't. So 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 go to a, another person <laughs> in your list that you want to um, highlight. Okay. So um. Okay. I was talking. Actually, I was speaking to him on the phone. There was Deanna. You keep Troy. referring to to him. Let's let's right. give what him a name, Deanna right? Yeah, can he have a voice? Spokes- Let me bring up your list. <laughs> my unofficial spokesperson. Wow, too. he's got your list and everything. <laughs> hey, we were talking uh, about interns need today. to step the hell and, up. And, and, <laughs> and apparently, I like only Next Generation. Is that the one? Except for Captain. Oh, my man, my man, my man has her list. Yeah, that's. Fire! <laughs> that is ultimate fire. He like no, no, don't even open up your phone. I, I got, got it. it right here, here. Well, I can't because I'm I'm doing Facebook Live, so I can't. I know, but the fact that but we're yeah. at Rose mm. Petal Cafe. They t- they got together. Yo, right? Today, Basically, we're at Rose Petal, and yeah. So it was um, why new Deanna Troy? Um, why why, so why Deanna Troy? Let's go, let's go. Cause that's why, a good one. Um, well, it's. The same thing. I mean, you know, having the counselor. I mean, I think the t- the, the thing that he also said is that because I also said Guinan. Um, with oh the- damn. Okay, but we're saying on Deanna. Um, oh my God, the pressure again. I should have watched more stuff. I, you know, I was really going off of what I remember and okay. how I felt. Okay, yeah, so what did you that's feel that's about that's it. Yeah, you yeah. Be- why you like him? <laughs> yeah. That's it. Why you like? That's it. <laughs> Just talk. Um, Not quiz. For me, it's all about empowerment. Talk into the microphone, though, because we... There you go. For me, it's all about empowerment, but I'm inconsistent, apparently, with that, because there were some people who weren't on my list that he was like, why is that on the list? But, um... I don't know. Why Why do you like Troy? Oh, my God. I 
just like her. I don't know. It, it, I'm like, I mean, did you like I'm her like, hair? I mean, I'm what like, was it about? Old. I don't know. I just like her. Um, I just like. I look. All I know is that. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on a second. <laughs> Let me see your microphone. Let me see your microphone for a second. Okay. Come here. Why does she like Deanna? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Get him. Let me talk for her. For one, for one, for one she she was she she liked the fact that Troy was an was an empath. Okay. You know, and and um, she and yeah, that's also why she she liked Guinan. Um, I think also with Troy, you know, Troy was, uh, she was kind of well. Okay, I'm trying to talk for you, not for me. I like Troy for other reasons. But <laughs> but but Troy was Troy was a um, she was she was just like a real how can I how can I describe it I mean I don't know but figure it out <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's only a two hour show know, right? <laughs> pulling teeth no but she, I mean she she was just cool she, yeah she was that thank you she was that 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 cool character you know she was she was she was soft spoken and and everything but. You could always count on her, you know, when everybody was in trouble and everything was falling apart and the ship's going to hell, they'd be like, well, what, what, do, what do you think, Counselor Troy? And she'd be like, well, this is what's going on, Picard. See, first of all, you shouldn't have shot the boy over there, you know, and then mm -hmm. Riker mm -hmm. went and then slept with the boy's cousin. Who was who shouldn't? Which you is know. some shit Riker would do, right? Exactly. <laughs> of so, course. So, and, and she would just and she would just be real calm about it all all the time. And they they always had to turn to Troy for something. They See, that's interesting because I didn't I don't mind Deanna Troy. I you know I like her enough, but I always find myself liking her more in relation to other people. Mm -hmm. Like I like her in relation to her getting into it with her mom. Luxana. Right. I like her when she and Worf were flirting around a little bit. Uh, I liked her in some scenes when she was consoling Picard, especially after you know he got taken by the Borg. I kind of like that a, a little bit. Um, on her own, and they tried to give her stuff on her own. Like there was one time she was trying to become a captain, and you know, I mean, like um, get like uh, I don't know. Commander, she was trying to get commander level or something like that. I, she just didn't wholly resonate with me sometimes. That's how I felt about I, it. I had to go back and watch Next Generation all over again in its entirety to develop an appreciation for Troy. Because as a standalone character, she doesn't stand up too well. And right. that's, that's kind of a trapping of characters that are female that have empathic powers. It's a really non-threatening power like there's always an empath that's a woman you never see a male empath in like a main group of whatever be it a comic book you mean like the, as a regular correct right okay, okay so you know i was kind of like oh it's real safe to make the woman you know a, a, a an empath like that's kind of it's kind of soft and i didn't it didn't really hit me until much later when i went back and watched the series all over again like that ship had thousands of people on it like they're away on missions for you know months at a time these missions get interrupted for other missions and and it wasn't a warship so it was definitely right like so it's definitely on exploration they had to deal with first contact issues and all the stuff that the enterprise as a flagship has to deal with these people that are running this ship have issues for whatever reason either they come onto the ship with issues or they develop issues on the ship you know that one away mission where we lost you know red shirt greenfield like right, right, right. you know ensign 
you know, whomever. That was that was that was his bestie. That was his bestie. They went through the fleet together. Like they've been bunkmates since they were seventeen. My boy just got shot on this planet. Like she's got to be there and figure out time for all of these people, and then treat them as individuals because she could just as easily like blanket slate. You know, up trauma. Take this. Call me in the morning. You know what I mean? So she said, and plus she was biologically engineered to be empathic to these people to feel Mm -hmm. with them. So. Yeah, it is a little bit on the softer side, but that type of role needed to be there. You know, the Enterprise wouldn't quite be the same without Troy. I feel like the job could get done, the missions could get accomplished, and all that stuff, but the crew wouldn't be the crew without having that sounding board. The captain, how many times has she had to, like, convince him, like, you need to talk to somebody. We just went through some shit, like... I know you're good in front of the crew and everything, but it's me and you right now. Like, you need to talk to me because right, at right, the end right. of the day, if I see that you're unfit to do this, I have the authority to strip your rank. Sure, so sure. we going to talk about this now or do you want to wait for tea in the morning? Because it's up to you. I can squeeze you in before squash with Beverly. So Well, he couldn't have tea with her in the morning because tea, tea in the morning was Beverly. That's true. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and Beverly took over that role because Beverly was like, uh, excuse me, mm-hmm. I got him. You know, you you go deal with War from Riker. I got the cap. Right, right. You know, she took away. You know, she took her keys, pretty much. But yeah, Dana Dana served a purpose. I don't know if she would be on my top ten list. She, yeah, she's not on my top ten. But I, I, I liked her well she, enough. She she's on mine. Like she's probably one or two. Probably, I don't know. It's balanced between one and uh, two. Like also, I have other things like that I like about her because. Well, Dem- Demona, yeah. You know, later on, like the whole oh, cast. Oh, Marina Sirtis. Okay. Yeah, her yeah. is an actor. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah it's an um, sure. but in the cat in the show, I looked at her as the Jean Grey of, of of the starship. Right. Except that mm. Deanna never leveled up to Phoenix level. Right. And but in my head, it was weird because like it, it was like the possibilities are there, and then also the fact is how well does she control her empath powers? Is is it like how Superman has to like learn to control his super hearing and all that stuff are you feeling all those emotions on an off day no because she's half remember her father was human oh yeah because she had to learn yeah well luxwana is the one who one day was like feeling all of it and like overwhelmed her yeah so but like i thought she was just a really cool character i liked her look because she she didn't look like she was Heart of the crew until I mean at one point yeah you know, she had the uniform. It was, it was the episode where Picard got snatched by the Borg, and they yeah. had the admiral come in before they put Riker in charge, and he pulled her into the ready room. Hey, what you think about Picard on a good day? Like, is what's he like though? Like for real, for real? She's like, oh, you know he's good. He's got his moments, but he's a good captain. And he was like, all right, you're dismissed. And she walked up. He was like, oh wait a minute, counselor, don't step on this bridge without being in uniform again. And from there on out, she was in uniform. So she was kind of like she's yeah. left that joint. She's like, but this this is my cute turquoise dress. Yeah, it was cute though. Like she was. Do you know how long mm. it took to get the pet? She had her hair out and yeah, it was the it was the it, blue it, it, dress, yeah, and it was, was like down, and the hair was like down. Like oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. She came on the bridge and she you know talked to him, and he was like, "Don't come back on this bridge without uniform." She was like, which in a way like gave her validity. It gave her validity because you, you know, without thinking about because you didn't one hundred percent like ride with that dude. He had a point, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. You're like, yeah, you know, you and you and you I, like me. I forget a lot of stuff about that, and I realized, oh yeah, that's right. A lot of people weren't even allowed to be on the bridge. Yeah. Oh yeah. There was like certain ranks only, 
Everybody else is just running down yeah, the hallways, yeah. just falling from side to side when the shit. Or they don't step <laughs> off the turbo lift. Yeah. <laughs> look when the door is open. Is there anybody, do, if you have a listener? But one more thing about Troy. She was Picard's, like, ace in the hole. Whenever he had to go deal with people that was new and he didn't know about them new cats over there, he would send Troy with the delegation, like, all right, let me know how you feel about them cats. And she would come back like, yo, they hide some cat and don't trust them new cats over there. You know what I mean? Yeah, so she true. was always that little ace in the hole that can tell him what was up with some what's up. She'd be like, I know that he believe what he's saying, but what he actually saying is bullshit. Yeah, he don't know what he's talking about. He might think he know, but he don't really know. Ideally, hey, though, hey, he don't hey, know. I, uh-uh. It was at 925. Oh, damn. Yeah, it was early. It wasn't me, though, it was, was it? Back. Yeah, it was What did I say? It was, it was early. You can say shit on the radio. You can say no, you can't. can't. What? You can't. No, you can't. You cannot say shit on the radio. <laughs> when was the last time you listened to the radio? I don't listen to the radio because it's all garbage. Well, well, there you go. Fetty Wap killed that. Sorry. You can say, you can say Fetty garbage. Fetty Wap killed the radio star. I'm sorry. It was dead way before Fetty Wap. Yeah. Just, well, yeah. Fine. Split the hair. Is anybody else on your list you want to? Uh, uh, seven of nine. Yeah. Yes. Good seven of nine. Seven of nine. It was like, it was like, for me, it was, that was, you know, I was still going through the reading the books of like Terminator and all that stuff, and it was cool seeing like that's all I always thought was like the Terminator, <laughs> but mm-hmm. like hot. <laughs> Let's not act like she wasn't attractive. Okay. Anyway, um, that's, is that that's, it? That's is that why? Because she's hot. That's all you want to say. And shiny. Go ahead, Kennedy. I'm rewatching Voyager. You, you, you shot your load. Go ahead. <laughs> that, you're just trickling now. <laughs> that's all right. I just want to empty you out. Might, you might need to. Get, <laughs> you might want to get a baby wipe. Um, trip, trip, anybody trip, got one? Trip. Ew. She seven grew on me. The first time I watched the series, I was like, "What? Is, what? She's this is clearly to bring in the 14 to 21 demographic. Like, come the hell on." You and know? it was. And it was. But what people were missing is that there was a lot of character development there that couldn't be emoted because she was Borg. You right, know what I mean? Right. All of the growth that you see from other characters, even Vulcans, she's not going to be able to portray as well because she just doesn't have that frame of reference. Right. So there's that. But Seven was an asset technically. Like she literally knew-ish that the rest of them didn't know. And she had the nerve to start developing her own little sense of humor yep. as it continued. So she would make jabs and people would like, just did you make a joke? <laughs> <laughs> you ain't allowed to joke. Like, did you just kind of be, like, there was one time when Bolana wasn't feeling well and she said something about Bolana's design and she was just like, yeah, it's, 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 what is it? Like, Lieutenant Torres's idea is flawed. We need to do this instead. Everybody looked at Bolana and Bolana was like, all right. And Seven was like, oh, Hunter, you okay? Because I know you we would have boxed like a couple minutes ago if you weren't okay. So, like, seeing that development, seeing her struggle with the idea of having individuality after growing up Borg, essentially, and that dynamic with the rest of the crew was so like necessary. I know, I, I know, I keep using that, but you need a Borg if you're coming from the other side of the galaxy. What I really, uh, but that's why I, uh, that that was also part of that added thing to her because like she hooked that ship up. Yeah, yeah. like she, she, she was no. a walking like, upgrade. Yo, like she was so cool, and like I always was waiting for her to like turn. Like yeah, yeah, everybody yeah, was. Like I'm just like everybody she, was. She, she'd just walk on a bridge and be like, you know, she gonna just turn and kill all y'all. Like just <laughs> like. 
What I what I appreciated about her, and I did like her, and and I knew that she was like, you know, her look and everything was like, you know, pandering, get the little boys watching. But then over the years, they made sure to develop the character. But what I liked about her is that as her character was developing, her character, especially in um, her relationship to Janeway, mm-hmm. allowed you to see Janeway as this. She was still a strict captain, right? And she was a boss mm-hmm. captain. Yeah, but. Because of how Janeway had to appreciate where Seven of Nine was coming from, mm-hmm. developing from this, like, you know, just a Borg into a fully functional, fully fleshed human mm-hmm. by the end of the show, their relationship allows you a window into the other side of Janeway. Yeah. Into that more humanistic, maternal uh, yeah. um, it, it, side of 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 Janeway and I really appreciated that I felt like it, it while it hinted at maternal it was more mentor-y like teacher student professor pupil than than motherly because you could see the tenderness that Seven evoked mm-hmm. from Janeway but she never I don't think she ever crossed that line I think a person can be a mentor and be that leader and set all these examples and enforce all these rules that well, a parent, a parent that a parent can do. You know what I mean? A parent can fill that role. I, I but I think the reason why I saw it as paternal, because I definitely see the the, the mentoring mm-hmm. aspect of it, but the reason why I thought I saw it more as paternal was because there was a point where to me, Janeway had to realize, okay, she's she's no longer a Borg mm-hmm. or quote unquote a child. And I'm dealing with a, grown, a teenager, a teenager, and then start, and then um, through that, started adjusting how she dealt with her mm-hmm. accordingly. And and I saw a lot of symmetry in that, in like you know, watching my mom raise my sister, or me even raising my daughter. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's where I probably the maternal kind of aspect sort of with me. I certainly see the mentoring side though, because too. the reason why I make that distinction, it is splitting a hair. I realize that, but the reason why I say that is because Picard and Data had a very similar arrangement obviously he wasn't there when data was built right. or any of that but data came to him with the how do i be human questions mm-hmm. in the same way that seven came to janeway with how do i be human questions and we never think of a, a father-son thing when it comes to picard and data so i wonder but I, but well I, when you talk see, about data i, I always think of him talking to Jordy. Yeah, yeah, they, they were besties but he would you could because you, you got your ball that you confide in, and you got your old head that you make that get you advice check, from. You know what I mean? That you could check yourself against. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Is the standard, and I feel like Jordy and, and Data were were best friends. You know what I mean? And then Data and Picard had that teacher student captain. See, but I think thing. that's because that's a, a testament to Picard, because as much as he would you know feel for Data. And want to be there for Data, Picard was always very good at keeping that detachment. So it was Janeway, though. Yeah, see, but I. Think, so I wonder if you're making that parallel because she's a woman. No, I don't see it as a woman because I don't. I don't. I honestly think that Picard. You know, Picard was a boss, but I think Janeway was a better captain because Janeway um, kept that detachment, but knew that there were some times where you had to let that go, and I think Picard kept that up very much notice that he you only really saw him the biggest time he lets that go is in the final episode mm-hmm. is when he talks about he's at the poker game and this should have I should have done this a long time ago right Janeway would have been at that poker game in season one 
agreed. I just I guess the reason why I'm fighting you on it is because I see that more maternal thing with her and Balana. Maybe not mother daughter besties. We go shopping. We do mm-hmm. all this fun stuff together. Get our nails done. None of that. But in terms of them being scientists, like okay. they bonded that way. So I, I see that maternal instinct because she never really got affectionate. Not affectionate, but she never really got physical or really interacted. Tactile, I guess is the word I'm looking for with Seven. But there were times when Bellana was going through something that Janeway would breach that contract and like, you know, touch her shoulder or touch her hand or touch her chin. Like, I know something's wrong now. So I... Again, it's fresh in my mind, so I'm seeing all this, you know, again for the first time, if you will. Um, but she was a lot more hands-on with other members of her crew. She was more cerebrally invested into Seven because of the developmental things that went along with it. But in terms of like, hey, how you doing? You all right? You know, how did that get? She never was like that with Seven. Yeah. But Seven does hold her own, to, 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 to your credit, Jay. I'm glad you brought her up. Because yeah. Despite she the reasons why you brought her up. No, no but like, <laughs> right. Oh, because she reminded me. Oh, yeah, I found her attractive. Okay, so. But, but she was also, the first thing, what, the thing that drew me to her was she was a frightening. She was a Terminator in, in the ship. Like, that's how I looked at her. Like, I saw her as a female Terminator, and I thought that was cool. That was also around of the time of, like, the Terminator hype and the comics and all that stuff. So I was just like, more robot people. She has Give such, me. such great lines. Speaking of the dynamic between her and Janeway, when they first liberated her from the Borg and tried to figure out, okay, we need y'all to help us build this weapon so we can get out of Space 8472 because they fucked all us up. We really need to, like, get together. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. And they get to the shit, the cube, and Tuvok and Janeway are sitting there hashing out the details. Science, science, science. And Seven's like, you know, more Borg science. You're not moving fast enough. You're inefficient organic slime, blah, 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 blah. I think you should give us... Matter of fact, you're going to give us the, the weapon now. we just going to roll with it. And Jamie was like, I'm not giving you shit <laughs> till we get to the other side of where we got to be. You know what I mean? Like, that's... I'm just not giving you anything. It's done. Oh, once the seal is broken, it's broken. <laughs> yeah. It, it's not that we can't curse on the internet. We're practicing for when we get to FM. Right. And and, 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 and failing. And failing. Miserably. Um, <laughs> every week. Every week we try, though. We make the Um... You know, so science, science, science. Yeah, you're going to give us this. Janeway's like, I'm not giving you shit till we get to the other side. And Seven's like, I'm pretty sure all these bombs I got on this cube could wreck everybody on your little raggedy ass ship. Janeway was like, I ain't scared of your raggedy. What? And she was like, okay. Blow the bombs. Yeah, she was like, blow the bombs. And Seven was like, I'm pretty sure that none, not all of your crew can handle 500 Borg just appearing on your ship. Janeway was like, bring them shits, though. Bring them because you still don't get what you want. I ain't scared. Up, honey, I done been across the other side of the Delta Quadrant, okay? I ain't scared of you for shit. We can do this all day, because that's the time I checked. We in the same boat, hun. Seven was like, hmm. Let me recalculate this. Wait, well, she went back, right back to work. Like, Janeway had clapbacks. Can I can I segue and bring up Janeway? Can we cause we might as well, because go that's where I was going to go okay, to when like, you yeah, asked me. Yeah. I was going to go to Janeway. So you start then. All right. So Janeway, like, it's already been said. She's a beast. She's a boss. She, as far as I'm concerned, she may have, she faced the greatest adversity as a captain. Agreed. And I don't know any other captain who could have handled her situation the way she did. The closest one would have been, I would say, uh, what's my man? Uh, Cisco. Cisco, Cisco, yes, because he's used to the isolation, having well, he had allies, but enemies at all sides, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's had allies. Janeway didn't have that. 
Kirk is too off the book. He wouldn't have gone anywhere. Picard can't improvise. He would have been like twiddling his thumbs like uh, Prime Director. They would still be trying to get back. Exactly. Was you know what I mean? <laughs> Not so, because he wouldn't have got him back, but because he would have stopped examining every little thing to make sure that the whole go- like so right, it's cool, it's cool. yeah right. yeah yeah so so janeway she's she was the truth um i didn't watch all treks i watched tng and i watched voyager and a little bit of enterprise so those are the two i know the best janeway's that work dealing with borg assimilating borg into your um your, into own, your collective. own collective yeah prior to that bringing on the uh chakotay and all those people the Maquis. The Maquis. Maquis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so you had to make a crew out of half of prisoners you know what i mean yeah so like all the people ready to kill you exactly and like half and of them don't trust the you exactly <laughs> so oh my god like from day one literally mm-hmm. it's she had just been a shit sandwich and had to like <laughs> chew swallow repeat <laughs> <laughs> and that's all she had that's all she could do and she ate it up and she shat it out and ate it again literally literally she ate the shit sandwich shat it out and then and ate, ate it again yes. because she got the crew home went through all that bullshit to get them home and then was upset because half the crew didn't make it seven didn't make it Chakotay yeah, didn't make yeah, yeah. it a bunch of them didn't make it and she was not satisfied with the fact that half of her people didn't make it back so she devises some way to go back the fuck in time deal with the Borg again to get everybody home in one piece bitch Picard didn't even Picard couldn't handle the Borg the only one that handled the Borg like Janeway believe it or not was Data and that was only because in uh, uh, first contact when he pulled the Borg queen into the yeah. plasma pool because Drink not from the plasma pool. I'm sorry, it was a nerd random moment. My Jeff Goldblum fans loved that shit. They ate that up just now. Yes. Um, yes. No one else could fuck with the Borg like Janeway, and it's just like when you think about, I got this little ship that's new, <laughs> still dusting off the parts. You know what I mean? The manual we still got to go through because I don't know gel pack bio. I don't know what this shit is. Got to go through this. Um, my doctor's dead. Got to employ this hologram. Uh, half the crew wants to kill me, like you said. There's only 150 of us to operate this ship and get home. Oh, we running out of food? Guess we better find some way to eat. Like, yeah, like we have to run everything. Like, oh, right. like shipwrecked. Like, <laughs> like, like real. Literally, shipwrecked. there was uh, an episode where she they came in contact with this nebula that was just huge. It was like a million miles on either side, and then a million miles above or below it but it was only like it would take them three years to get around it in either direction but two months to get across it right and they couldn't get close to the nebula because it irradiated some type of radiation that the crew like literally couldn't even get close they would all shrivel up and die the only people that remained unaffected were obviously the doctor because he's a hologram and seven so they had to run the ship put everybody in stasis so they could get across right before they even figured that shit out, Jamie was like, I have dealt with the Borg. I have dealt with Herogen. I have dealt with the Kazon. I have dealt with this, this, that, this, and that. This nebula. Like, I'm not sitting here and going around no three years when I could go across. We need to figure something out. Seven, make it work. Seven was like, right away, boss. Calculations. <laughs> like, she was like, F this nebula. I'm not getting stuck here. This, I'm done. Like, no, no. Hell no. No. Picard, to your credit, would have been like, oh, let's see if we can go around and figure out what kind of people we can meet over here. and It'll be a nice three years. We'll enjoy it. Yeah, right. It'd be a cruise. Right, right. Kirk. Earl Grey for everybody. Right. <laughs> Kirk would have been like, we, we can just go. Just go. Just hold your breath. We'll just see if we can make it. And everyone would have died. Cisco would have been like, well, 
Guess we better set up shop, cause uh, we must find this planet. <laughs> cause uh, play two. We ain't going nowhere. Right. So Jayway was like, "Look, I'm going home." Like every that episode where they had the year in hell, where oh, every, yeah. day every day for a year straight was That's one of my favorite episodes. bullshit. Like episode. every single opportunity. Voyager had to get home. There was always a catch. Yeah. Hey, look at this shiny 26th century ship. Oh, don't you like these Starfleet instructions? Haha, <laughs> psych! It's this alien guy being an asshole and trying to psych you into getting on this boat, but it's not really going where you wanted to go. Cause... So, not only did she have to deal with that, but she also had to deal with cultural ramifications of their presence in the Delta Quadrant. You know what I mean? So people were coming across yeah, still them. Still holding the Prime Directive and upholding, you know, her, pro- uh, what do you call them? The uh, principles. Prime, yeah, the Prime Directive, in. right. But in her doing so, right, in picking and choosing her battles and who to interact with, who not to interact with, she made decisions that impacted you yeah. know, countless other races. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those races caught up with them like, I heard you. You're the ones. You're the ones that came over here starting all this bullshit. No, no, no. Who the who? They call their squad. And join. Hey, hey, listen. Just trying to get home. Yeah. Like, I don't. This is what had happened. <laughs> right. This is just a misunderstanding. Let me tell you. So Janeway gets not enough credit i feel like on a day-to-day basis and i'm glad you brought her up i'm glad you particularly are the one that brought her up Eric. okay I, I was shut up i i, <laughs> I try to go a little Whatever. deeper for my top 10 not because of like you just want to show off no not, not to show off, not <laughs> to show off but, but i knew like there'd be like a lot of like you know duplicates like everybody's going to have janeway and and mm-hmm. your and stuff like that so um i tried to find people that were um, maybe like just like one-offs or something like that and I went to this website which reminded me of a great one and this was Captain Rachel Garrett from the Next Generation episode Yesterday's Enterprise oh yeah Enterprise Uh, C yeah because it it was uh, she was the captain of that ship because that's the ship that um, Tasha was on Tasha uh, went to and found fell in love with the dude and uh, all that type of stuff Um, she was she they were in the midst of like this big battle and got pulled into the future with the with Picard right and them and in in the order you know in uh over the course of the episode they find out that they're basically going to lose they're destined to lose this battle but their loss is what sets in motion you know, like the great peace of the of the quadrant and like right. the, their um the peace with the Klingons and everything like that and they're like so you mean we got to go back yeah and die and die and take Tasha because uh, yeah because uh, and Tasha wanted to, and Tasha left too uh, uh and it was um but she but she went you know she was like all right I'm gonna go back and before she could go back because they were like the the Enterprise was like well. You know, we're going to try and make Let it. Let me see if we can. Oh, Jordy, 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 can you? Yeah, Jordy was like, got you, boss. Yeah, computations. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, <laughs> let, let me go, go, go some torpedoes. Let, let me go do some math little, real quick. A little bit. And in the course of doing that, she dies before they get to go back in time. But so, which is maybe like about 25 in, minutes into the, into the episode. But in those 25 minutes, you fell in love with this captain. She was just. All Ride that. or die. She was all that, and w- what I learned is that it was the remembrance of her that uh, the producers always kept in the back of my- their mind when they then started Voyager. 
Okay. And that was that they used her as the building block for Janeway. So that's why I was like, yo, that that was dope. And that really was a great episode. It's one of the best episodes of uh Star Trek period. And um so it's, a hard, it's a hard one to go back and watch, though. It is. Once you know what happens and what the significance of that loss is, it's hard to go back and watch these characters that you fall for, for in whatever capacity, go through it again. I, I have difficulty watching yesterday's Enterprise again. Yeah. Like, that's one of the ones I skip because I'm like, I don't want to see You got to be in a mood. You yeah, know I mean? it makes you mad because it's inevitable. It that makes whole time you mad, travel it thing. makes you sad. Yeah. But it's, um, so mad love to Captain Rachel Garrett. That's who I want to shout out. One of the ones I want to shout out. Speaking of offshoots, unless you wanted to go. Let's go to Tanisha. Oh, yeah. Hi. Or or Steve. Whichever one. Whoever has the list, please. Who has the list? Whoever's got the microphone. Yeah, who has the microphone? I didn't didn't have 10. I just had those. That's fine. It's it's already 10. Yeah, if you didn't have one, it's just cool. Um, I thought I named them all. No. You've named three. I said... You named Guinan. So we like a one at a time. You said Guinan. So we didn't talk yeah. about Gynan. So why Guinan? Um, same thing. You know, okay, so my theory, again, this was a lunchtime conversation, is I'm, I'm a Pisces, so I'm like a sensitive person. And mm-hmm. I think you can, um, you know, Guinan was interesting because I was like, oh, wait, what was she? What was she? Like a, the bar keep, I guess. Um, she was keep. the host of 10 Forward. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, again, somebody that um, you could talk to, and that whole idea of an empath, I think I just kind of like the idea. I, oh, okay, I guess I'm done on Facebook Live. <laughs> um, I guess I went too long. Um, just the whole idea of an empath, I thought, is is just, I just liked her. Again, my Are you a Whoopi Goldberg fan? Actually not. So really? right. I mean, I'm I'm not. I mean, other than the color purple, like way back in the day. But other than that, no. No jumping jack flash. <laughs> right. No cut. Really. Yeah. I like jumping jack flash. <laughs> <laughs> I tried jumping to watch jack flash wasn't bad. It wasn't bad, but I I, I don't okay. think I could watch I, it now. Two. I mean, not to digress too much. There's only like I think there's only two Whoopi Goldberg movies I like: The Color Purple and, and The Ghost. Associate. Oh. No, associate well, good well, one well you know i guess ghost too but i don't yeah. don't see that as, don't see that as a whoopie the associate right. is a good sister choice act? the associate yeah yeah sister yeah. act sister was act was that work sister act was yeah, the, like but I, it wasn't her that i really liked sister anything, act for i like the kids think. but that this is a digression that was even the second one yeah that was the second one sister act too where the kids were the ki- yeah they're not they're not they're, no. then then she's like the hell <laughs> wow like, nope <laughs> no I'm glad I wasn't. I'm glad you brought up the associate though a lot of people don't know about that that was good shit oh that was a hot movie with um diane weiss who i'm also a fan of so anyway um oh yeah the associate that's the one where she pl- pretends yeah, she, to be the, the white guy, guy. she be the white guy yeah, yeah, she, yeah. she infiltrates white male privilege yeah and runs cool. shit exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly and i did like diane weiss in that yeah uh, diane weiss fan. yeah yeah so um I think, um, and I and I was trying to figure out why um, I didn't like the cyborg. Like I didn't seven dis- nine. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I, I just don't think I don't know. It was just something. Her imagery is hard as a black woman to digest. What She's the epitome mean? of Eurocentric beauty: blonde hair, blue eyes, huge mm-hmm. tits, tiny waist, yeah. long legs. Yeah, and I a mean, cyborg like it's like come the hell on like it's hard. <laughs> Imagery wise, I'll tell you something. That woman, I was joking with him. I actually saw her at Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles in L.A. Jerry and, Ryan, really? Yeah, and even I was like, damn. Like, yeah, she, she is. <laughs> oh yeah, she's very striking. Yeah, she, she is like the body's banging, but I, I didn't. That the character didn't really move me. Didn't move you? No, that's fair enough. Yeah, 
That's cool. Um, it's all good. Oh, I can't remember her name, but there was somebody I really liked. Who? She was a G in like early next generation got murked. She had Tasha Yar. Tasha Yar. Was it Tasha Yar? Tasha Yar, Yar yeah. The one she got killed by the black yeah. oil thing. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna go Tasha Yar too. She was a thug. <laughs> yeah, she went out like a G. She went out for the team. You gotta respect that. She was always Yo, she, ready to. She said, "Captain, I got these torpedoes." Just what I'm saying. Yo, Let's she was ready. ready to fight. Yo, <laughs> Captain, you ain't got to take this shit from this dude, though. You know what kind of ship we sitting on, dog? I got these torpedoes, though. I got. He was like, Tasha, <laughs> chill, chill, calm yeah. down. And then she just wanted to know where the herb was at, like. And then she would like turn and look at Worf, like, why is he bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> She's looking at the Klingon like you feel me, right? You know what I'm saying. You and, you you want to thug up, right? Come and, on. And Wolf looking at her like, I don't know. Tell you, I keep trying to tell you too. Like the only one listening to me. We need to blow. Uh, let, let's go. <laughs> now we, we must we must diplomatize, Lieutenant. Yeah, yeah and that kind of messed me up too because I wasn't expecting her to like to be like gone, gone. You know, because like yeah. she was a main character. She was a name. She wasn't just a red shirt, right? No, wait, she coming she back, rocked, right? She rocked the gold. Wait, 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 like, that has lost her body in the space. I don't think she coming back. <laughs> like, <laughs> so it messed me up a little bit. I'm like, wait, so she like really gone? I was like, oh, all right. And yeah, the crazy man, thing about the it black is oil like, too. You know, like, uh, what made that so out of the blue is that it wasn't like the season finale. It was like seven in the middle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like episode twelve. You know what I mean? Like, but it was later. Like, yeah, because like you thought that she like 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 Emac says like you expected something's gonna happen. Like she was no, not even just that, but like she she wouldn't have got murked. Like right. you know, like you're, you're she's a senior bridge officer. Yeah, yeah, you're part of the crew. You don't you don't see that. Your name's in the credits. Yeah, right, right, yeah. right. right. Like, they did Game of Thrones back then. Yeah, Game of Thrones. Her. Well, yeah. she she elected to leave and yeah, regretted it because she kept coming back. She kept coming back. <laughs> oh, wait, I could be this almost Romulan though. No, right? I'm gonna be my daughter, okay? <laughs> trust me. I had It'll the work. same with a guy back. It, trust me. It'll Have work. you ever heard of clones? <laughs> 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 She's like, I got one word for you, dog. Clones. Yeah, yeah, yeah right? Hit, hit me up. Yo, I will say though, when you think about when that episode in particular where Tashiar was killed came on the air that was what like 87 88 yep so a lot of us some excluded in this room were fairly young at that point like still children at that point so to see this incredibly scary black tar monster thing come out of nowhere and eat tasha yar and her not come back like that traumatized me a little bit as a kid i'm not gonna front like i couldn't watch that episode in particular puddles after that I, no, not right. You seeing oil slicks in the like, street? Oh. Like, no, 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 no! <laughs> gotcha! Don't get me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, actually, yes. That, that is about right. Yes, but I definitely could not watch that episode until I was an adult again. Like that, that was hard for me. I feel you. Um, let's go to another one on your list. You start talking about offshoots. You know, I got to ride for Kalar. You wow. know I got a ride for Kalar. Yes, Kalar was the only was the first time we saw Worf sweat. <laughs> now, for those listening and in the studio who may not know, Kalar was Kalar was a half human uh, ambassador, half human, half Klingon, half Klingon um, ambassador to the Federation from the Klingon Empire. Exactly. So she was our de- she was their delegate to us. Right. And it was so 
hush hush at first that the first time we met Kalar, she they put her in a torpedo and gave her a face mask full of oxygen and sent her and we beamed her in and they were like oh my god this is a torpedo and there's a person in it. like that's how covert her mission was and how important her presence was and she looked so good coming out of that Susie Plaxon is a beast she's oh, we just gonna let that slide though what what see I'm mad at y'all yeah. <laughs> I said I found somebody attractive everybody want to be like oh slide dribble he up there like yeah I like how she looking no, that no, the problem because that was all you had to say that's why no that's all he had to say shut up <laughs> go ahead um so come to find out Kalar and Worf have some history. We don't know exactly how much history, but it's enough history for him to be nervous, nervous. when he's around her. Nervous as fuck. He's nervous, but not like human nervous. He's like Klingon nervous. So we don't want to act like he's nervous, but he extra Klingon-y and clearly nervous. <laughs> and extra I'm, growls. Right. Ready to knife somebody. And has to deal with her because she's, you know, their liaison for this mission. We need to find out. Who you know? It was some type of Klingon espionage thing. It was the Doros yeah. family. <laughs> Doros bastards. Um, and you know, come to find out, Worf has his issues with her. She got her issues with him. They're supposed to work together. Don't work out. She goes to holodeck, blow off some steam. Let me go fight some stuff, kill some people, whatever. He comes on. He was like, "Hey, you, you taking my? This is my 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 level ten program. What you know about this life?" She's like, come on, son. I'm only half human, son. And they battle it out. War falls in love. They get it in. He's like, hey, boo, let's get married. She said, hold up. <laughs> I was just letting off some steam. I don't right, know why. I got to leave after this. This is, I need to go return some videotapes. <laughs> my I really my Uber's outside. <laughs> yeah. I really, I need to go get back in this like, torpedo. Yeah, my, my shuttle. I, call I need shuttle. to go. And Worf's like, but we getting married, though. Like, I'm going to say this right. We gonna be, She's like, no, you don't understand. I'm not marrying you. Like, who are you again? Like, who is this? Where am I? Like, acting I mean, we deal. had fun, but. Straight g'd him. Like, okay, well. Oh, so she used him, you saying. Yeah, mm, straight up. Straight I up. feel your pain. Wolf. Got got the whatever. Got the job done. Bounced. Three years later, Kalar comes back with this baby. She's like, "Oh hey, by the way, Oops. yeah, that's what you can't do, <laughs> right? You can't peace out on brother and then come back with right. a baby." When right? I offered you a ring, but she came back because she realized that she wanted to be with Worf. She was like, "You know what? You were right. I was wrong." By the way, this kid's yours, but don't worry about it because, because <laughs> you and I, I mean, we could be a thing now and everything's great. What she didn't know is at that point, Worf had done this bullshit with the Klingon Empire. Like he was had to take some discommendation and not be honorable on some whatever. And he's like, oh, I can't marry you. I can't take the baby because my family's dishonored. I don't my know house is a little messed and up right she's now. she's like, I don't care about your house or your dishonor. Just marry me. He's like, oh, I can't. We got to do this. It ain't right. It ain't going to be legal. Well, well, we got to figure out who's going to be the next emperor. Kalar gets killed by the punk-ass Doros family because she's important, and there's that. But I, I respected Kalar because she had an important position, she made Worf sweat, and she dealt with her duality, like being a person of two worlds and making that work for her and thinking, okay, I have my duty to my people to you know be this envoy to others – but that don't mean I have to be uber Klingon. You know what I mean? Like, I ain't got to do blood rites every time, you know, the moon rises or some shit. I'm going to be me, but I'm going to be me for the sake of my people. And I just felt like, oh, Kalar, like. That's what I liked about it. Because she honored being a Klingon, but she she was able to marry both sides mm-hmm. of who she were, or who she was. Which I always felt that, you know, 
wanted to see Worf do a little bit more of. You know, what that Worf do. Mm, I'm sure it does a lot. What that Worf? But did. I, I did. Mm. I, I did like Kalar. Worf was only going to be able to marry that for so much, though, because even though yeah, he was raised among humans, he wasn't human and yeah. had to constantly deal with that. She had to deal with it from the side, like, okay, well, I'm clearly not one or the other, so I need to figure out a way to be both right. and make it work for me right. and not get shanked. Oh wait, fucking Doros. Yeah, sorry. I did like I did like Kalar. Yeah. Oh, it's hot out this motherfucker. Yes, I do got a church fan. <laughs> is uh, is there anyone else on the all, passing around the offering plate? Everyone, <laughs> <laughs> anyone else on your list, Mac? Um, no, I think we talked about like everybody I know. All right. Well, there's one. Uh, there's a few more. And one, I'm sure that Kennedy was probably going to get to, but I'm going to steal a little bit of her thunder. Yes. Uh, uh, only because you didn't mention her yet. And this is from Star Trek: First Contact, and that would be one of my favorite. Actresses in the world, Alfred Woodard playing Lily. Lily, yes. Uh, who just look, Steve over there. Steve is in heaven right now. He's like, Lily, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm so glad I came. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she, she is the one that, um, she's like an, an engineer. Who Picard, you know, runs into back in back in the past and the, the stole, stole, he stole that from Cochran's woman. He did <laughs> Pretty it. Pretty much, he did. Y'all talk about Kirk being a pimp. Picard can't be trusted. You gotta watch that one. He is, he is. Well, he, he liked that dark. St- and um, <laughs> he's like, I like your brain, girl. And she, and she gets she gets right with him in his face all the time. In his face, like yo, blow up the ship. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Jean-Luc, blow up the damn ship. No! He throws a tantrum. I'm not blowing shit up. She said, give me that button, nigga. (laughs) (laughs) I I loved it. First of all, first of all, I have loved Alfre Woodard ever since, um, yes, dating myself. She showed up on St. Elsewhere years ago. Holy cat. God damn. With um, I thought I was the oldest person in the room. No, that's my that's my. She showed up on Saint Elsewhere, and know. just totally like you know how Kalar had had a uh, wharf. Mm-hmm. She showed up on on Saint Elsewhere, and that's how she had Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington really? was he was like flop sweating for like three episodes, like um, and then like the best part of of it is like at the end of Saint Elsewhere, the two of them they walk off together and hand in hand. It was so beautiful. I loved it. Oh, I fell in love with her then and been in love with her and she's just an amazing actress and then to see like two of my favorite actresses Whoopi Goldberg and Alfre Woodard have been in Star Trek mm-hmm. it's like <sighs> Trek for the win Amen Trek for the win La Bestia chimes in on Twitter and he says Ro Loren was also one of the only characters I can remember who left Starfleet her character showed the darker side of Starfleet and I was wondering I thought you were gonna go Ensign Row. Ensign Row. I was gonna I'm, I, I'm was going to go there later. She's spicy. If you didn't go there, but I think, do you have somebody else? Yeah, go. Uh, Jayla. Oh, oh, the new one, the new join. Yeah, she was dope. Like she was just like she was kind of like a. I don't know. I, I I look at her as like a Lara Croft in space. Like she was okay. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because she was like a tracker. Like she 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 was a survivor. Like Jayla is from Star Trek Beyond for listeners who, from the new movie and. And she, I like that she had an attitude. Like she was just, I loved her makeup. Yeah, the, 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 that practical makeup. Was, it was so important. That was her face, you guys. I love that she loved Public Enemy. Well, um, yeah, <laughs> and Beastie Boys. How great was that? <laughs> well, I mean, I know no, no, it was no, her no, face, no, no, it was her face, but like the, the actual quality of the paint job. That was her face, you guys. I'm kidding. <laughs> 
Actually, she paints like flesh color, like <laughs> like, like Jack Nicholson, yeah. in, in Batman. But but like she was an interesting character, a, a new fresh face to like the lore. You know, for me, uh, I I like track, but I'm not deeply. You know, I have like certain characters that I love, but there's. I don't. For a while, it felt like everybody was just trying to recycle the same concepts of the same characters that worked in previous mm-hmm. Trek. You know, whether it was film or TV shows. You know, and I understand that part of that comes with well, the that position that, like, you're always going to have a captain. And all that. You, you know, all that stuff. And part of yeah, it's building, it's building up a well, building up a cast. You know, so that you right. have this aspect. You like know, it was after a while. And, like like with Spock, you that that's the. What I call the emotionless character. Then you had that with Data. Then yeah, you had Data, that with Odo. Right, Tuvok. 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 And Tuvok. I know. I like the uh, black black ears black in Vulcan. space. Black Yo, ears in space. Go back and watch Voyager. I guarantee everybody's listening. And watch Tuvok in particular. You will have a whole new appreciation. It's bad enough being a black man, but to be a black man in space and not be able to be passionate like we are as a people, like Tim Russ. Whew, I'm sorry. Go ahead. He was frustrated <laughs> all the time. All the, he was perpetually like. <sighs> <laughs> but we only have just this one movie based around, so there's not a lot to really yeah. go with. She doesn't have. She's not like in a series or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But but for the role that she had in the movie, it was it was cool. And it, yeah, I, and she could fight. Like I didn't, I don't see a lot of that with the females. You don't see that in just Trek in general, like hand to hand that much. Right. And to see her, she was like, you know, she was giving my man work on that rooftop. Yeah, <laughs> like, MMA was, style. I was like, yeah. yeah, there we go. She was pretty. Th- the, an interesting question came up. Um, I know we want to at least try and get ten people out here. We probably set on about uh, six or seven right now. Um, but an interesting c- question came up in the green room before the show. And I'm interested to, to throw this to uh, our two Star Wars and Star Trek uh, characters. If you had a space cap, a time capsule, mm-hmm. and you could, um, that you know aliens are going to see, mm-hmm. do you put Star Wars in there or do you put Star Trek? I don't know because I don't think <sighs> they speak our language. Assuming they will watch and understand it. You're talking about alien life. Okay, assuming I, they can understand. Advanced alien, alien life. Understand. All right, just put advanced alien life. They got a universal translator. I begrudgingly would have to say both. No, it's got to be one. I would say both because they show juxtaposed perceptions of space. And if they're aliens, they're going to be most interested in how we perceive and interact with space. And one of the ways to do that is looking at entertainment, right? Star Wars is one thing in space, and then Star Trek is a completely other thing. So I, I feel like to show them one side of that and not show the other would be doing us as a creative species a disservice. Okay, I'm a, I'm a, I got a follow-up for you, but before that, I'm going to go to Mac. What do you put in the time capsule? Same answer? Okay. Right, don't don't no. be mad. All right, Kim Kardashian <laughs> with your boxer braids. Get the F out of here, man. Do you seriously have the same answer, Matt? Um, uh, uh, I don't know because it's it's hard to. Well, Steve wants to chime in. Go ahead. Yeah, because I don't know. Cause... So I'm I, I, I'm more of a Star Wars fan than a Star Trek fan. I, I freely admit that. Shame. Get him out of here. <laughs> but so that said, 
if we're if we if we want aliens to know kind of like what we are as people, I go with Star Trek because Star Trek, the Federation's based on Earth, mm-hmm. you know, and it's all about how we as people, humans, deal with every you know people who come to our planet. Star Wars, everybody's based in another galaxy. I mean, they're humanoid, but none, nobody in Star Wars has it's, any Earth reference at all. Exactly right. So I, I would have to go with Star Trek, on, you know, much to my own chagrin. But now to that point, though, and to your point about putting even putting in both, okay, you're putting in, uh, you're putting in Star Trek, and you're putting in both. You're putting in Star Trek. Are you putting in the entire oeuvre of Star Trek, or are you? pulling an episode or a particular movie See, and if so which hold on that is all not fair because like star trek has all these so shows that's, 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 and then star wars has to. like just mainly just the films and like but, but, even, then you'd, but yeah. even then you'd have to pull seven one, movies one movie all right we well, stick stick with uh, one movie and like, then, like, like my answer would my answer would be it, only because i'd be hard-pressed to uh, choose an episode of Star Trek. My my answer would be Star Wars. I and it's that's only because I have to put something in there. I would probably want to put in Star Trek, but I'd be hard pressed to find think of an an episode. You know what I mean? Which Star Wars? Which Star Wars movie though? Which one? I would, would put the first one. Okay. Episode four. Episode yes. I would the put it, I would put it all in, all of it. I'd put it all in. You're just gonna break all the rules. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> constantly, consistently, <laughs> unapologetically. So you put them all the, the entire all the series put it all and the, the movies. The put it all on the thumb drive or the oh, like individual Lucy. thumb drive. Like in Lucy, have all the information in the whole universe in this one thumb drive. That's a big toe drive. That's I'm, I'm just saying I would give them give it all to them just so they had a, a well-rounded because there's no way to surmise either in one right. There's you. you there's no way the, you can get the whole scope of the, the force from the New Hope. You know what I mean? There's no way you can get the full scope of what the prime de- prime directive is from an episode of Enterprise. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, I agree. You would you would, whichever you pick, you would need the whole thing. So that way, you can give them the entire you'd have catalog. To throw in some merch. See that being Couple said, t-shirts. yes. Here's a, here's a storm a shirt. Here's here's a stormtrooper mug. <laughs> Here's the phaser remote. All right, all right. How about how about this? How about this? I think that maybe it would be best to put Star Trek, and I would put the collection of Next Generation or Deep Space Nine because it shows the diversity of what Earth could be or what it was or whatever it is, and it shows that we have people of different like classes. We have different people with different positions jobs all that stuff that shows more of what we represent or what it represents for us or to us or of us but to that point i if i had to choose like from one series i probably would go with deep space nine because i think deep space nine shows us dealing more with the human condition in in every facet. Yeah, yeah, yeah you I can do deal it. with war. You're dealing with yeah, you're, you're, you're right, you're right. Faith and religion in there, right? As but well. that's why I'm saying why I would do that with Star Trek. Star Wars would just show how we overcome evil or how we, you know what I mean, how we l- look at 
war. It, it's more that's more of the action stuff. They would just think of right. us as like the more militant people if they just saw Star Wars. They'd be like, like well, the way I'm thinking about this is that they're no going to be people. they're going to take this as just like a representation of us. Like, what if they think it's not entertainment, but they take it for like documentation? This is how we. I would rather ourselves. go. Yeah, I would rather go Star Wars because it seems like more of a show of strength than Star Trek, which would be like more diplomacy. Because I don't trust the diplomacy of aliens. You know what I mean? But then you run the risk yeah. of... Them. Well, we're already going. So by the time they found it, we're already non-existent. <laughs> oh. Because it is a time capsule. Right. So I would have rather them think that we were strong and them have been afraid of us or who we used to be than, like, you know, Star Trek and be like, oh, they would have just talked to us. Uh, like, just in case they find one human, they'd be like, yo, yeah, is like, he related to him. Vader? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then he'd be like, yeah, yeah I am. I'm his uh, next son. Yeah. Yup. Yeah, sort of something <laughs> like that. Sure. Son, son. All right, let's get back. This, this, that was a like, like fun little conversation. Let's get back into the women real quick before we, because uh, already going on 1030, and you brought up Ensign Rowe. Uh, Kennedy. Uh, I brought up. Well, he brought Beast up. Tribble brought up uh, Ensign Rowe. Wait, is Ensign Rowe, is she not on your list? No. Well, then I will shout out for Ensign Rowe. Yeah. Because I love Mich- Ensign Rowe. I love Michelle Forbes, the actress that played her. I like that she, she came in, she shook shook it up a little bit um, because. Uh, Take Bajorans, shaking shit up all the time. Well, I, I, Next Generation, you know, as great as it was, the first two, three seasons. It could it got a little rope, and she came in and shook things up and um, turned it on its ear. She was feisty. She was um, she was just she was just fun. She was just a real fun character. I like seeing her she bounce was defiant. around, yeah. uh, defiant. I like seeing her kind of like flirt with with Riker, you know, uh, Riker and f- flirt back at Riker. Yeah, Riker was people, like, hey, hey, hey. Yeah, that, I I do the flirting here. She said, okay, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> exactly, you know. I, <laughs> I really I, I liked seeing her with uh, with Whoopi Goldberg with Guinan. Guinan, Guinan was just good with everybody. Right. Um, them hats though. Yeah, she a bartender, man. Everybody love her. <laughs> right. You got, to be, you got to be friends with a person slinging drink. And I did. Well, I did uh, grow to love Kira on Deep Space Nine. I really truly did. Um, when I did learn that that was supposed to have been Ensign Rowe, but she just she uh, Michelle Forbes turned down the job. Uh, I was a little upset, annoyed. Uh, uh, well, I was I was sad because I really would have loved to see more of her because she concentrated more on movies and yeah, I would see her in movies and stuff. And she's still a fabulous actress, but I would have loved to just continue on with that character. Yeah, in Deep Space Nine, she um, that was the first time. Roe was the first introduction we had to the Maquis mm-hmm. and any kind of resistance yeah. to what the the Federation or Starfleet out there, yeah. ideology back. that is there, and it's kind of like. At the time, I remember being like, sit down, bite this hand, if you eat this good food, drink this good water, breathe this good air. But then, you know, you don't really hear about the Maquis until much later when you get to Voyager. And then all those issues that Roe had. Because it, it comes up a little bit on. Oh, no, you know, you're right. It doesn't. They don't yeah, really. Right. I mean, you, you hear about the Maquis. But not as much as on Voyager. They don't right. They don't establish how many, what their numbers are like until right. you get to Voyager and realize that, you know, this Dominion War is a thing. So. I'm, thinking, I'm thinking on Deep Space Nine, you learn more about her her culture, the Bajorans. Yeah, you find yeah, out right. more about the Bajorans and that yeah. they're really cool and, you know, deeply spiritual and religious people, but will get feisty in a heartbeat. Exactly. Um, which brings me to, to Kira, because she did make my list. 
I again wasn't really about her from from Jump Street. Where but is she? Where is Deep she Space from? Nine. Deep Space Nine. See, Kieran there's Reese. there's a lot of Deep Space Nine. I just kind of fell. I fell off around like this weird window between Deep Space Nine and Voyager. Like there mm-hmm. was like this weird. That seems to be a common thing with a lot of people. I, I think I was exhausted. Next, Honestly, I was exhausted, exhausted from with Generation. Yeah. yeah. And then they find themselves wanting some more Trek around the time that Voyager comes out. So a lot of people miss Deep Space Nine. I and I and I, I would pop in. I popped in during the like the, the war. Like that was the yeah. that was that he was bald by that point. He yeah. uh, Cisco. Changed. He turned into like he angry black man. Like he yeah, up. He, he leveled he, up. He, he, yeah, he was like hair, no facial hair or like very little. And then like he came back, he was like goatee bald. I was like, uh, cool. all right, cool. This isn't even my final form. Yeah, right. <laughs> but you were going on about Kira. Yeah. Um. At first, I thought Kira was a little too mouthy. Like you better do what your commander tells you to do, Bajoran. Uh, last I checked, we came in here to help you out. Don't be sitting here giving me lip. You gonna ask me for things like. <laughs> I felt like this real, I'll be honest, imperialistic view towards the Bajorans. But it wasn't until I, again, went back and watched Deep Space Nine and I saw a later episode of the series where they asked Kira in particular to uh, help the Cardassians lead a revolution against the Dominion. The same people that had oppressed and enslaved Her her people for all these years. And she was like two seconds away from ripping her earring out like kira was like full like she went from zero to north philly in like 20 seconds a couple times and i was like oh shit it's going out oh and you back you find yourself back there instigating like Ew, now she did. Oh, gr- Ooh, girl like the cat. you gonna let her talk about you like that mm, 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 mm. Mm. Yeah, I couldn't be. I couldn't be mm-hmm. around that. I would instigate all that. Yeah, and Kira was not the one to instigate because she will shoot you. Like, she, like Kira was the one. Um, and I felt like, she, again, it's these people are these characters rather are necessary to the crews that they're on. Even though Deep Space Nine d- didn't start popping until Worf got there, really for real, for real. And while he was the XO, he was the executive officer. Kira was still the second in command oh, of yeah. that station. Holy and. Cisco needed somebody like Kira because Cisco, at the end of the day, was just there for the job. Like, this yeah. is my post. This is what I'm supposed to do. My son's here. He's getting connected. I may as well stay. And then it grew into something, and he eventually became invested on his own right. But at his core, he's an officer doing his job. But here's his second officer that's spicy, that's biting back everything he throws at her. You know what I mean? He develops a respect for her because of her tenacity, because of her where her stance is on things. And, and her purpose. Right. And, and starts to develop more of an appreciation for this spiritual role that they put on him. You know, mm-hmm. being told that he's the emissary to their people. Like, he was like, first, like, okay, what well, that means. But it wasn't until Kira was like, this very spicy, realistic, pragmatic, tactical, like, fighter chick was like, you don't understand. Like, her showing him that dichotomy of what it went to be a Bajoran and what that meant in terms of his, you know, role, I think helped him be a better captain for the cause itself. So yeah. uh, Kira had a great, great, great purpose. Um, and, you know, was uh, the life bearer for, for Yoki, Yoshi. For Yoshi, yeah. For um, Yoshi o- O'Brien, yeah. Oh, I sorry. I was thinking Mario. Sorry. Yeah, not that Yoshi. I was like, yeah, she, Yoshi she, model she, or something. She hatched an egg? Yeah. She carried um, the O'Brien's second child because I think Keiko had some type of yeah. disease or something that she had caught. So... And to hide uh, Nana visitor's pregnancy, she 
they said she Kira was pregnant. Yeah, she's carrying the baby. Ah, smart. Yeah. Good writing. Because she was she was pregnant, and and who got her pregnant? Sadiq El Fadil, who was uh, Doctor Bashir on Star Trek TV Phase Nine. There you go. He's also the Prince of Dorne in uh, um, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Oh. Chang Chang. Chang 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 Chang. <laughs> he was like ting. <laughs> Just all over the place. (laughs) Like, oh, that's where my blood. Um, All right, so it's it's, uh, wow, it's it's already ten thirty-five. Let's just just go go through your list. Okay, so Kira Norris was there. Um, Seventh night, we we went over Moogie. We talked about the Ferengi a couple weeks ago. Mm. Moogie held it down. She is like the ultimate feminist. Like, I'm going to be born in this society where I can't hold property or conduct business or own things or wear clothes. Moogie, who was um, the mother of um, Quark and Rom Rom. from Deep Space Nine and married the Grand Nagus later on because he respected the fact that she didn't give a damn about his patriarchal rules. I was like, do that. He didn't give a damn because she made him. Made him Latinum. Yeah, she made him money. She was better at his job than he was, so he right. respected that. Uh, I'm going to go with Belana Torres. Okay. Half spicy, half spicier. Hey, there's this Latino dude and this Klingon lady. Let's make a baby. Bam! The most badass ever. Belana had so many issues playing well with others. <laughs> she had problems. But eventually she figured it out. It took Chakotay gripping her up a couple times. Like, you should get your life together. Start acting up on this shit yeah, for yeah, these yeah. white people. I mean, finding these Starfleet people. Because you know that's what it was. Finding these white people. I mean, Starfleet people. And she would be like, mm, and she'd throw some stuff, kick over some trash cans, and then she'd get to work. Amazing engineer. You talk about the strength of a crew is nothing, the strength of a ship is its crew. All that ish that Voyager went through, how many times did they have to dump the warp coil? Like, they yeah. went through bullshit, and Bellana was there fixing it every step of the way. How did they fix that stuff when they stranded out in nowhere and there's no like recyclable parts exactly like, like exactly when they built the delta flyer they were having hell fracture issues structural integrity problems that they didn't have time to test because they were against some clock or whatever right so they take this experimental vessel into this hazardous you know hostile environment and when the hull starts to break she sets up some type of rig shift ghetto behind force field using a phaser and a transporter coil and some glue <laughs> set up this panel tactic real quick set up this force field and when the shit blew the force field held like you just built that you just macgyvered a force field like you come with me everywhere yeah so so balana um luxana troy of course got her for that because she gave no fucks at all um mother of deanna troy we touched on her for a little bit yeah. she loved her some captain picard and then she loved and her some odo oh, well. yeah and uh, she was just all about that life. Um, oh, 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 oh. She was like, hey, bro. It was like, mm-mm. She was like, mm-mm. I don't we, play them games. We're going to make that a mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Um, Jadzia Dax. Dax in and of itself. Like, that sentient being has been through a lot. Anytime you can be more Klingon than a Klingon, that's hype. And then she embodies all this in Jadzia, who's a technical whiz kid in terms of her her actual craft right um and then to round it off since we we, we touched on Guinan for a little bit but I, I, we touched on a little too long so i'm let it go because everybody agrees <laughs> it's awesome cassidy yates ah you took mine cassidy yates took my cassidy yates that's my girl i gotta give it to cassidy she was all sweet-faced and cargo pilot she said listen and, and a little bit of a smuggler 
smuggler, trade expert, tomatoes, tomatoes. I mean, really. They pay for it. What the fuck? Listen, I don't know where it came from. It showed up in my ship. I I'm just take holding it. it for somebody. <laughs> the question is, do you want it? I, I'm, I'm holding it for Rick. You want some? I mean, because it might, he ain't here. It might fall off the back. Just saying. And if I, I mean, happen to come up a couple kilos short, it's not my fault. I don't even know what it is. What is this you're talking about? Oh no, where I'm clumsy. We? Ooh, I drive some. Awesome. <laughs> Whoops. I, I gotta um, adjust that manifest. I, I loved Cassidy because she was, you know, captain and freedom captain of her own, had her own thing, may or may not have been a smuggler, and was still delicate enough for for Benjamin to fall in love with her. You know what I mean? Ben yeah. like resisted, but couldn't because here's a woman doing similar stuff to what he's doing. You know what I mean? Go with my son. I mean, you're not needing to be up under me all the time because you got your own life, which makes me want you more. Um, and then you know held him down and also checked him whenever Ben got oh, his. Oh, she checked him a couple. Of whenever times. he got into his his moves, she was like, "Listen, I'm gonna need you to get your life together because stuff." And yeah. he was like, "Oh, you're right." Like he couldn't even fight her half the time. Um, so yeah, I gotta give it to Cassidy. She was great. She was great. Uh, played by one of my favorite actresses, uh, Penny Johnson. I loved her. So yeah, Cassidy Yates. I mean, it, Wow, that 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 was, uh, and you just said everything that I was going to say. So like, see now I gotta have to dip back and like rewatch uh, Deep Space Nine. Like yeah. just Deep Space Nine is that truth? The first I, like I like here's the thing. Like there was that weird space. Like I came back when the war had jumped off. Like I literally came back in the middle of an episode where like they were they were blowing up the ship, and I was like, Cisco bald, and then like <laughs> next thing you know it was just like, pew, 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 pew. I'm like. Oh, it's like that, and then Warf was like Warf was there. He, he had a kid or something like that. Oh, 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 knucklehead. It, Deep Space Nine, like like Kennedy said, the first couple of seasons is a you know it's a little slow. Got to get used to it. You got to get used to Avery Brooks with hair and everything like that. But <laughs> doing the fact that you're on a Starfleet thing that doesn't go anywhere, right? You know, but there still is good stuff in there. But once the third season, like the second half of the third season, and then from there. It, it is gets really good. It is the best. That's Star probably Trek. why I fell off. It's because they didn't really go on adventures because it was a stationary storyline. Well, yeah, you, you know what I mean? Like I everyone was, else went, even with Voyager, I was like, oh, was like they're the still third, traveling. Was it the like, third or fourth season that they got Defiant? They didn't get Defiant until like the fifth season. They got Worf before the Defiant. Okay, yeah. But uh, it, 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 really was, it really was the best Star Trek. Um, even the last season, which wasn't great, but even still with that last season, it was, and before a lot of television, to me, that was the first time that really had like serial television, like every episode led into the next Next one. So if you're hopping in at that point. And stuff has clearly gone down for the past. Yeah, I literally came down like, and that they even subtitled that, um, like the Dominion War or something like yeah, that. Yeah, a couple yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like Dominion War colon. Like, yeah, it was, right. And I was just like, what? What did I? What? All right. Who and are I was these like, dinosaur people? Yeah. Why are we fighting? Them? I didn't know what was going on. I, I was just like, I don't know what. And is. the thing is, is like they brought in, like you know, yeah, they brought in the whole Klingons, and you learn more about the Klingons than you learn anyplace else. Right. But then they brought in all these other aliens. They brought in the the um Jem Hadar. The Jem Hadar. The they, Vorta. The Vorta and the the, 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 the founders. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it, well the founders were the changelings. 
Well, the yeah. changelings. That's why. But, but, but yeah, you still so like, felt for them. And, like, but th- this is also a time period too. We didn't have stuff like DVR. We didn't have true. like like, we didn't, like Dude, and if I didn't have my VHS recording edge on, the only like, reason I, was I saw every re- every episode of uh, Deep Space Nine is because at the time I was working a job that called for me to get up in the morning, three o'clock in the morning. And Deep Space Nine was on the air, and I noticed that they were running it in order. So I would get up three o'clock in the morning every day, even I if I that. didn't have to go to work. I remember that, so I could watch it. So I because I I never saw the end. Yeah, watch every freaking one of these, y'all. I'm not going to miss, and I did not miss one. How many episodes is that? Is it was only seven seasons. Seven seasons. They all like the others. Generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, all seven seasons, and Enterprise. I think ran four. Did Enterprise four. run four? Yeah, because yeah. like yeah. I, I walked, away, I I I walked away from that. And in the last season, rightfully so, they did it wrong. They did Enterprise wrong. All right, um, it's almost time for us to get out of here. It's time. It's almost time for Tanisha. And Steve. Steve has spoken up. Poor Steve. That's your name? That's wow. To join the ignorant. That's not the one his parents gave him. That's what the one Tanisha gave him. Right. Like, <laughs> I'll just call you Steve. No, because it was him. For like, so I thought he was in Powerpuff Girls. So I was like, is this, is this him? Hello, like, it's time for them to come one with the, uh, the Triple Nation. But first, we have to uh, stop real quick for a quick word from Patreon. Just uh, right here. So go to Patreon, Patreon.com/slash <laughs> Black Tribbles. <laughs> that was excellent. That was that was extremely well. Done. Yo, okay, explain what what what, what 
what that was about. Well, that is about our producer of the month, our Patreon of the month, Steve Tozen, one of the patrons of the Black Tribbles. And right. ever since he became a a um, a patron, and you can you can give to the Black Tribbles, help us, you know, offset the cost of some of the things that we do here. Becoming a patron of the Black Tribbles, going to patreon.com slash Black Tribbles. You have to uh, donate a certain dollar level to become a producer of the month, and Steve does. And when I saw that his name was Steve Tozen, I immediately thought of Steve Austin, the six million dollar man. Yeah, yeah. So I just knew that you're gonna run with. I was gonna, I was gonna run with it, and I was actually gonna do it last month. But he hit me up and asked not for me not to do it uh, last month because some stuff he was going through. So I was like, all right, when I do your patron of the month, I think you're gonna love it. So. And technically, he didn't tell me that it was okay to do it. So I hope he loves it. Uh, <laughs> we love you. How can you not love us, Steve? You're the $6 billion triple. <laughs> exactly. Like, right? if he, does he have a triple designation? Um, I guess that's it. No, he doesn't it have a triple. That is it. Yeah. <laughs> it is, that's, that's it he now. It now. Whether he wants it or not. That's his triple designation now. Uh, can he really do a lot better than the $6 million triple? No. That's kind of dope. Like, I'm, I'm, like, I'm kind of feeling it. Like, we were all like $6 million. Right, yeah, that's nineteen seventy dollars. Right, so that's exactly. a lot more. Like he a lot more. point. That's like twelve point so five. I yeah. say that's like a good double that. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Woo. Even if it was just nineteen seventy five, six million dollars. I like, want. I want six million dollars. Period. Like, yeah. Oh, I mean, real rap. I just need a hundred grand to take care of my life, and then the rest of that would be redonk. I'm going to the moon. Y'all can come with me. I'm out. Like I got all this money. Those cost two hundred fifty thousand though. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm built fit to build a fleet. Yeah. I just want to start like an illegal cat fighting ring, like where they just be in this boxing ring, just battling it out. And we just sit like, like gladiator style. We like, huh, huh, huh. and then see, just, see I, I can't do cat fighting. I'm already catching flat from how I train my Pokemon. People coming at me just because I have my Pikachu with a tie around his neck down the street taking laps. Like Yo. you come at me wrong. Like my trainer style is my. Trainer you gotta style. make him strong. Exactly. I don't know what they talking about. You want to be the very best, don't right? You? I do. Uh, I don't know about you. Yo. That's how it is. That's how it is. Okay. Do Pokemon is just dog fighting and slavery. Fight over man. Michael Vick is the best the best Pokemon trainer ever. That is so many things. Uh, it's, it's time for Tanisha. It's time for Tanisha and um, him. Him and him and <laughs> him downstairs. <laughs> he, has to, every, he has to come on the show now. Hello, Tribbles. <laughs> that may be that may be his triple designation. He may him triple. Him triple. Him triple. Uh, like, but it's time. Like that. It's time for them to join the Tribble Nation. Um, also, we were hit up on, on via Patreon by another one of our patrons, Destiny Edwards, who realized that she never formally requested, so she wanted to ask: Is Termina Tribble? Available. I don't think Terminal Triple is available. I like it. It's hers now. Terminal so is so it yeah, is. Yeah, no one. Now. Yeah, no one has that. Yeah. And real quick, let me ask you because I'm I'm building a, another page for the website. It, it's not ready to go up just yet, um, where we can finally have uh, a log a, a logging of all our triple names. That's dope. So let me ask you: Should I just put the triple names up, or should I put the the people's names? Put up? their name. And then their triple designation right after. Just like how we do. 
They see that's what I was doing on, on the show. Like you know, Jay Rich, Spider Tribble, Emac, and Master Tribble. Yeah, I mean, but I'm not sure if you have maybe just first the government names. out there. Go ahead, Kennedy. I think if you have their first names to put it with their triple designations, but if you don't have their first names, then just to put the triple designation. If nothing else, so that people can look on the, the the log, the ship's log, essentially, and see which ones are taken to make sure that you know. Yeah. So you know, some of them can just some be of them that. we yeah. remember. You know what I mean? Like yeah, we I remember, may not remember their I government remember, names. I remember PJ is Pie Tribble. You know what I mean? Ather is Razor Tribble, right? Or is he T Bone yeah. Tribble? I think he was Razor because Razor was the smart one. Yeah, right. Razor. Yeah. yeah, he's Razor. So you know, but sit there and I, I don't. Think I don't remember PJ's last name. I'm sorry, but I think the way that I was going to land on it was was that I was going to do Tribble names, but if you were a guest of the show, then I would have your name. And like bold that way because you were you were actually here a, a guest. if you were ever in studio well not just in studio but like or or, or even on call even on call like because we you, your name was up there no but i mean if like you you were a guest like, like in Tanisha. studio or someone that we interviewed at like an event no that's what i'm saying like somebody we interviewed like an actual guest like tanisha tanisha's a guest okay you know what i mean like they would right. have their name but everyone else, uh-huh. like you know how we always remember. Oh well, yeah, we already got an ultra triple. But what I mean, I, I, I think I guess they should my... have it too, because like when you do stuff like Kickstarter, right? Like I just I Kickstarter anime, uh, and and on the Blu-ray, it has you can go to the credits section of the Blu-ray, yeah, and, and it has names. your list, and you can look up your name, and that's really cool that I'm in the credits. Like people like that stuff. Yes, I'm not discrediting any of that, but. To make the distinction, because there's people that we met while recording at a live event mm-hmm. who, for all intents and purposes, were guests. So my question is, if your designation is up there without your name, does that leave your designation up for grabs when it comes to oh, no. amnesty? No, no, okay. no. You're si- th- this is a listing of all the tribbles. Okay. But I was just thinking, like, you know, like Tony Todd was a guest. Like, a guest that we have interviewed, like, you know, like a special, I see what you're saying. So, so yeah, so yeah, so yeah. As like a name. To, yeah, a name. Yeah, there you go, a name. A I name. didn't want to put it like that, but yeah, like a name. A triple has no name. But Here we go with A couple this. of triples going to get <laughs> names today. It's time for, learn today. Learn. It's time for Tanisha and him to... Um, <laughs> That's so disrespectful. I know. So let's learn yeah. Steve. Let's learn oh, a young man's that, name. That's right, it is Steve. And, uh, and give him an opportunity to promote his business because he's got a cool business. Go ahead, Steve. Um, yeah, my name is Steve. Uh, See, I Hi, Steve. Steve. <laughs> hey, what's up? And actu- actually, speaking of the mic, I, sorry. Actually, I was listening to you guys like two years ago, maybe three. Um, and I I got my own designation. I don't know if it's still available, but I was Jazzy Tribble. <laughs> Nobody took it. So, okay. wait, you said you picked Jazzy Tribble. I picked Jazzy Tribble. How did you tell us? Uh, I tweeted. At one I, point, I I remember there being a Jazzy yeah, Tribble. Yeah, no, I know the no, name. I, I yeah. thought it was just some, just you know, yeah, get lost in the weeds. I'm, you know? <laughs> I am the arbitrary guy. You see, you you might if you saw my tweet like two or three years ago, and then I tweeted like six months later. That was probably me, because I'm usually working at this time. Technically, I'm at work now. Oh, you right. are so, alive <laughs> and caught. <laughs> hey, all of it. Okay, so cool. Wow, throwback. Wow. How about that? I'm just looking back. Welcome back. Well, thank you. Have somebody say, I was listening to y'all three years ago. (laughs) I I ain't no guest. (laughs) I'm home. I watched y'all grow. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> the hell does that mean? Guess these. <laughs> Tanisha? Um, I guess um, ponder, triple. I'm always pondering. You're always pondering things? I am. You're I always like pondering. I like that. That's just interesting. Ponder, ponder triple. That's a nice word. Yes, we like pondering. Ponder, triple. But it is not official. Well, wait a minute. I want to know, what are you oh, pondering that right That scared now? a fart out of me almost. I wonder what are the many things that you've pondered today. What have you pondered while here? So what what am I what was I pondering right now was was my GPS gonna take me home the same way it brought me here because it didn't before so um, no I'm always I'm always pondering stuff and I'm, I added every single Star Trek to my Netflix list and nice and like I'm pondering how am I gonna fit in because I want to see you guys in New York and I want to be like really informed and I want to outdo you. Um, oh, honey. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's like, that's so cute. You, you, may, you are certainly welcome to try. I would so, love to see it. So I'm trying I would to like figure to see out that how too. I can fit everything set up a new competition. between mm. now and New York. Are you going to be in New York for Labor yeah, Day? I, um, I can be. I'm a native New Yorker. Oh, so. she's a native New Yorker. That's my theme song. Well, I see that. <laughs> so you can be in New York for. I can be in New York. Will Steve be? Can Steve? Probably Steve, not. Steve, can you? I only see him here. Well, no. You can't be in New York for for Labor Day weekend. It's highly unlikely. It's highly because unlikely. I, I I work nights and weekends, and most holidays I'm actually working. Oh. So yeah, yeah, I did that for a while. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I get work, you another I, gig. I, 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 well, oh, I, I work. I work in broadcasting. So actually, really, anybody? Oh, yes, except for what I'm what I'm starting now. Jazz is media, uh, photo- photography, music. There you go. Any, See, I told you anybody, 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 anything else you can think of. I I probably have a hand in it. So you know, dope. So. I will be there. You will be there. I'm just yes. I'm making that. A declarative statement. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Well, I don't and know. I don't know how you, you were going to say something. Sorry no, that's okay. Off. Well, I, I don't want to mean to cut you off, and I don't know how you are going to find yourself getting to New York, but so that you can make sure that you are about your triple life. Yeah. When you are there, we would like to award you two three-day passes. What? To <gasps> Star Trek Mission New York. The 50th anniversary convention of Star Trek that is happening at the Javits Center. That's awesome. We will give you two three-day passes. Two passes, son? Oh, here we go. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, you just hooked up. Oh, my God. Yo, Tribble's coming up. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yo, Tribble's getting hooked up in this bitch. Now, oh, my God. What y'all doing? Two three-day passes. She only won Tribble and him can't go. Him not allowed. Go. Him gotta pay the rent. Him not allowed to go. Him him outside. Him outside. Him only him gotta work. Him him staying home. Him only pawn in game of life. Yeah, right. <laughs> him not for out of town. Mm, mm. Him not here. Mm. Poor him. Poor him. And that's when he'll kick in the door in some thigh high pleather boots with lobster claws. Talking about some hello dribbles. <laughs> I'll be like, it's oh, him. Uh, it's him. I'll put on my bubbles outfit. And then just Thank say. you very, very much. Yeah, so you I'm can join excited. us. Yeah. So you can join us at the at the uh, Star Trek Mission New York where the Black Tribbles on Saturday will be holding a panel, Star Trek Into Blackness, talking about the entire um, cosmic African diaspora. 
Exactly. It's going to be truly, what, truly bless epic. You. We're going to be doing Sounds that on, smart as shit, right? on Saturday. Right? And then so on and Sunday, uh-huh. we will be interviewing our father, David Garold, the writer of the original series episode, The Trouble with Tribbles. Trouble? Oh, and that's wow. the creator right. of The Tribbles. And he will be formally inducted into the Tribble Nation. That's and be the, the plan thing. is at that point, juncture on that Sunday if we can make it happen we want to induct a thousand triples we gonna need a sign up sheet for real exactly <laughs> and like three other interns yes I want to induct some, some red shirts yes we gonna need some red shirts <laughs> they, gonna have, they, they may die in this process but you I know, want to eh. induct as many triples as happen. possible on, on that Sunday that, that's mercy. what I want to do on that show talk to David Garrod for like 15 minutes induct him to the Tribal Nation and this induct the entire hall so this interview is going to be in front of people, or is it just no? It's going to be in front of people. We're going to. This is a live. Oh, so it's a like a secondary panel. Yeah, it's a secondary. I panel. thought we had him in a room. No. Yo, it's on. <laughs> it's on. The Black Tribbles are, are taking over yes. Mission New York. Yeah. It is going to be crazy Labor Day weekend, ladies. Tribbles in New York, son. Yes, in New York. Oh, yo, oh my God, it's going to be lava. Oh my God, they ain't ready, yo. It's going to be mad crazy, son. For real, dog. For real. Yo, try to tell you. Don't wait. They ain't ready for them trills in New York. Try to tell you. Javis Center, Sartre, Hitty. Oh my God. They ain't ready. Trills is coming. They are not ready. Kicking the door. They think they're Bite ready. Bite the apple. Um. Wait, what is, what is the date? The exact It's like date. the second the, through the, the fourth. The, door, uh, the uh, convention is from September 2nd through the 4th. That Friday the Friday's I the second. That was the seventh to the ninth or whatever. No, that's the second weekend, and yes, uh, I'm gonna September. go to bed. Never mind. Go, go to bed. Go to bed. Go back to sleep. It is time now. The third weekend is the seventeenth and eighteenth, and it just keeps going from there. So it's time now to induct Ponder Trouble. I do like that. It's nice. And, uh, and let's can do we, it can official. We, can we make yeah, you him? Yeah, take can, can we make you him dribble? Because I can't get it out of my head, dog. Like, I'm sorry. I just can't. He, he, Jazzy. Jazzy. he, he has claimed Jazzy dribble three years ago. Yeah, but you know what? I'm AKA. Him. AKA. Him dribble. Dribble. You got an AKA, son. You got two names. Everybody don't get those. Can him be an acronym? Four. No, I just, I just come. Guys, if you make it so, I'm a big picture person. I don't, I don't pay attention to details. So, and make, I'm making that like, like, like hammers an acronym in in Marvel. Mm-hmm. We never know what hammer. Friggin' what's his face never got a thing. If for you need for him to be an acronym, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, we just going. It's but, still pronounce him, so I, we gonna say him. Just let. We're gonna tell you right now. When we see you, we see in thigh high boots. But if you need an acronym. If you need periods between your letters, that's fine. We see in oh, we see a jazzy red. That'll be the first time. in in Powerpuff Girls. Him is an a- acronym for his like in- infernal majesty or something. Majesty, like majesty. That's a- you. Him. That's who you is. <laughs> him downstairs. Just be him. Him. Yeah, just sit in your hymnus. Be jazzy triple. Yeah. It's time for y'all to be. He, he trying to he trying to throw an, an article on that joint to qualify. I am mean, that the first of his name. I right, him the Jazzy Triple, rhythm and blues. <laughs> really, it's time for y'all to be inducted. And to do that, we have to turn all matters over to the Triple, formerly known as Master. 
All right. So it's a fairly painless procedure from here on out. We can do the blood test and stuff afterwards. So you raise your right hand to Stan Lee and your left hand to DC. And repeat after me. Someone's got to hold the mic. Yeah, somebody's got to hold the mic. Um, There you go. That's better. There you go. Now he can hold that. There you go. There you go. There you go. I'm a triple furry. I'm a triple true. I'm a triple furry. I'm a triple true. From the way I roll to the way I coo. From the way I roll to the way I coo. So shall it be said. So shall it be done. Welcome, Ponder Triple and him, aka Jazzy Triple. Him over there. <laughs> Yay! Thank you. Thank you. That's beautiful. This has and been so much cars fun. In the mail. Now, uh, Tanisha, let me say thank you so much for coming on to the show. Really appreciate it. This was. I hope you had fun. I hope you had I a good did. time. I did. You guys are a lot of fun. Now, if people want to get in touch with you, like, yo, Tanisha, I like that Tanisha girl. She on point. I like her. I want to be. I want to be in the business with Tanisha. Mm-hmm. How do people? Um, Twitter, Tanisha, T-A-N-E-S-H-I-A, or just Tanisha.com, and all my social media links are on that. T-A-N-E-S-H-I-A.com. Oh, she's That's right. One name, Madonna. Shea. Tanisha. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yes. And what, do you, what, what happens on Tanisha.com? Um, do get to read my bio, see pictures. Um, I do speaking. Um, I'm oh, so you do speaking engagements? I do. What do you I speak do. on? Um, I speak on a few things actually. I speak, um, one of the things that is common is um, the um, second acts, your comeback, your setup from a comeback, mm-hmm. um, your comeback from a setback. Excuse me, I'm actually really sleepy. As Tim Triple knows, I'm this is like way past my bedtime. <laughs> like, my name <laughs> is Jazzy, aka <laughs> Jazzy Triple. This is way past my bedtime, but um. That's like a really popular one. Um, actually, Rikers Island actually asked me to come out. If for Philly people, that's the prison in New York. Actually, asked me to come out and, and speak on that. So, um, but that's what I do. I'm, you know, I'm an economic development consultant by day, and um, right now working in Michelle Nichols' hometown. So I'm pretty excited about that. Dope. That's dope as hell. That's yeah. dope. I got hyped for a second. I thought she was about to say you work in Michelle Nichols' is like estate. I no, like, yo, her, her right? hometown, which is really crazy because it's like 5,500 people and like everybody's from there. Like Mr. T's from there, huh. um, Dwayne Wade, Kiki Palmer. It's like a really. It's like right outside Chicago, it's right? South, right, South, Southland area of Chicago. Dope. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for taking the time to uh, to sit in with us. And Tanisha, just to let you know, a little inside baseball is uh, going to be hooking us up and connecting us with a couple of very special guests uh, down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Dorn, uh, not Michael. Dorn. Some bootleg DVDs. You guys, like really involved. <laughs> I'm, I'm involved in some stuff here in Philly that is going to involve the, the comic book store. So I really want to get you guys involved in everything. Well, Corinne is the social uh, out there. One of our producer, our, one of our newer producers on the show. She is also the social media person at uh, Amalgam like, Comics. Really familiar so, am i uh, facebook friends with you yeah so, so you know we'll, we'll we'll make the connection we'll make the connection yeah. happen all right ladies and gentlemen we got to get out of here um wow we didn't even touch on it and we're like running over over look on facebook because uh we're going to be at Amalgam comics next week we're always there but we're going to be there next week for the philadelphia podcast festival as we do the draft for star v star <laughs> the trek <laughs> for the force yeah <laughs> 
as we get all RPG on you. And it's Team Star Wars versus Team Star Trek. That's Team Kennedy versus Team Eric. The captains will be there, and they will be drafting from you, Triple Nation. They need you to show up because they need team members, and they're going to have a draft right there. Malcolm Comics and Coffee House, 2578 Frankfurt Avenue, 6 p.m. next Saturday, part of Philadelphia Podcast Festival. You got to be there. It's going to be awesome. So you could be there with Star V Star, the Trek for the Force. Prolapse. You are really good at coming up with names for things. I I cannot uh, take credit for that. That was uh, Jay. <laughs> really? Remember that black activity you know, too? Black activity. Like the black activity gauntlet. Oh. gauntlet. You didn't even say the right name. You said black activity. Mm. Cause you know what I was thinking about. Black activity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was like, I, I said it. I was like, black, black Jesus. <laughs> Black Jesus. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got to get out here. This show will be available. Come to morning on blacktribbles.com, iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio. Stitcher Radio. And every place a good podcast be. Don't forget to uh, check us out on, uh, leave us a message on iTunes. Email us at blacktribbles at gmail.com. Do all the good stuff for Storm Tribble, Spider Tribble. <laughs> the triple formerly known as Master, Super Saiyan Tribble for the Fiction Tribble outside for Super Tribble doing big things with Gangsta Grass, and for the returning Jazzy Tribble, aka, AKA Him Tribble, and the new Ponder Tribble. Yeah, this is a bad Tribble in party. We say hailing frequencies closed, Captain. Wow, Black Tribble. Not-